I don't care if you've been looking for that anti-life equation all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with all that dang shit on my left. Oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. Uh, we are rated M for mature, and at least once a month we are rated AO for adults only. God damn. All my far right engineers on the ones that choose to be out on threes and fours growing up. If you want to make a difference in the world you see, you have to be different from the world, it seems. Ooh, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, we do not have uh, Stitch. He makes surprises. Uh, and we do not have Blue uh, for some uh, for some family reasons. But, um, Carlos, you usually have some statistics. I do have the statistics on. that I will drop on, on everybody. So, uh, lesson of the week would be Unicorn. Wow, that's a that's quite interesting. A unicorn. Yeah. Oh. Old man, do you want to tell what a unicorn is? <laughs> oh, it's an Asian chick with a fat old ass. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't want like, to say it. Like, so, like two yams in in, in yoga pants, <laughs> or like super dump trucks. Um, yeah. 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 I told y'all, rated M for mature. I, I uh, and first in the chat would be my blurred once again. Thank you, fam, for continuing to support us. We really appreciate you. You're like one of our first listeners that we didn't know. So, yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I, I, I'll never forget meeting him. I was like, holy shit, you exist. <laughs> when did you? Oh, that's right. You went down to, did you go to, you went to Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I went there for work back. and got a chance yeah. to meet up with him. It was good times. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was wearing his shirt. He got his shirts, and I had his shirt on last week. Good shit, nice. man. Good people. Old did, Ninja. Did it smell like you? Usually... <laughs> <laughs> you usually pour out something urban, something alcoholic. What you don't pour out and for whomst? Oh, this week we're pouring out some St. Ives. Oh. Uh, starting out with George Seagal. Uh, an actor with six-decade career and over 126 TV and film projects, including the 1966 film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, for which he received an Oscar nomination. Uh, he has won two Golden Globes for the films A Touch of Class and The New Interns. Uh, he can also be seen in the original Fun with Dick and Jane. Um, he also played the magazine owner in the TV show Just Shoot Me. Uh, he was in some hit movies such as Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Now, The Cable Guy, and the 90s he did TV shows such as the 90s reboot of Johnny Quest, Boston Legal, and most recently he could be seen on the TV show The Goldbergs as Pops. Uh, he passed away due to complications of a bypass surgery. Um, kind of, I guess, in the Bay because his surgery was done in Santa Rosa. Damn. He was 87. Okay. And then next up we have, uh, El I believe it's pronounced Elgin, Elgin Baylor. Oh, Jesus Christ. Elgin. Elgin Baylor. Sure. sure. <laughs> uh, uh, L.A. Lakers star and former L.A. Clippers executive who is also an NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, he started with the Lakers when they were in Minneapolis and then moved with them to Southern California. Uh, he was drafted in 1958 and played for 14 seasons. Uh, he retired from the NBA in 1971, then went on to coach the New Orleans Jazz, and then became the LA Clippers Vice President of Basketball Operations. Uh, he has a bronze statue outside of Staples Center, which was erected in 2008. 
he died of natural causes uh, a few days ago. He was 86. I don't yep. know if you have more to add to that, Prodigy. Yeah, super quickly, though. I mean, this this guy was not just a, uh, a regular old player for the Lakers. I mean, he was a super fucking star. Uh, like one season, he was scoring net close to 40 points a game. So he was definitely balling really, really hard out there. And I think it's like career numbers are 27 points a game. Hold so. on. Was he balling so he hard motherfuckers wanted to find him? They did, and they could <laughs> find him. <laughs> that shit crazy. I mean, he has, his, he has his statue, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, 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 was, he was one of those players that you would, like, hear a lot about, you know, in terms of players from the, the, the 60s and whatnot. But, you know, unless you were of that generation, you probably didn't see anything but a few highlights. But at the same time, the, the numbers speak for themselves. He was a like a superstar player. Well, you know, I mean, he retired in 71, so most people probably didn't watch him play. What's really yeah. odd about like super old-timey athletes is that when you be when you were like a if you had any sort of like real skill along with like natural talents, you would be like so much better than everybody else. Like it was incredible. But today like th- those have been narrowed down like so far where like basically if you took like an average player from the NBA, like right now, and like stuck them in like the '60s, they probably fucking kill it. Well, it and yeah. it's and it, it's. I'm not trying to like disparage like the past, but I mean they have a combination of like nutrition, knowledge, um, natural 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 athleticism. They're fucking. Um, when I talk about nutrition, it also has to do with like how big they are, you know, um, and just like the technology with like just basically fucking shoes, like makes a big difference too. It, it's insane. Yeah. I, 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 I will shit on the 50s and 60s players for the most part. I mean, look, a, a lot of them were literally smoking cigarettes before <laughs> yeah. the game and at halftime. <laughs> Plus, um, a lot of them, like, literally had to do uh, manual labor jobs and shit, like, yeah. you know, as well to supplement their income. So, you know, if you're laying bricks, you know, uh, <laughs> half the season, you know what I mean? Like, actual laying bricks, not shoot, uh, not shooting shots and, and missing. Um you're not a you're a semi-professional basketball player and, and there was a lot of uh uh just people who were happened to be tall who weren't that athletic playing in the league in those days plus one other thing it's a it's a much more international game like there's people playing internationally at a professional yeah. level all over the fucking world well you know so what's, we know the competition is stiff you know what's insane right now is that there's a, a ufc fighter who's a champion who is literally still a volunteer firefighter that still works that job um, to this That's day, crazy. and he's a heavyweight champion, Stipe, Stipe Miocic, Miocic. And yeah, he like when, when he trains to fight, like he has to like put in his schedule like when he's gonna like <laughs> basically stop working, like his job to like just train full time for like his championship gigs. And it's like, but he still like every time he like you know he wins a fight, he goes back to like being just a, a fucking firefighter. And it's like he must love it. What the fuck? <laughs> he yeah. must love firefighting. <laughs> no, I mean it's mm. cool. You know, I, I, obviously he does, but it, I think it's like. It's really cool, but also you know back then it's like the 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 amount of training that people had to do back then, like you said, you know people smoking and shit like that, and like just doing like you know heroin. When, when, <laughs> when you do your nine to five job, that's fine, but I mean I probably put in more time training because I, I train daily, and people back then they didn't train daily like at all, and they definitely weren't training in the right kinds of way. I mean shit, they they trained in fucking sweatpants. Sweatpants are heavy as fuck when you're working out. Like I don't know if y'all knew that shit. Like it's it's ridi- fucking ridiculous. Like when you're working out with them and and just like yeah. knowing like how the human body works. And back then it was just like so I, I don't disparage them. It's just they had a lack of knowledge. Like they didn't know that hey, you know you should take yeah. care of your body. This is how you should train to like really. And this is like this is all new. Like in the past, 
not even 20 years. I mean, it's probably even less than that. Like people are like really understanding like nutrition and like how to work out and how to be an athlete and like kind of like carry, you know, these two different worlds together. And like, look, just look at like uh, the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of CrossFit, but they have some fit motherfuckers that do that yeah, shit. Yeah. And they're fit motherfuckers that have nine to five jobs. Like a lot of them at a certain level. And some of them obviously don't, they, they train full time, but it's like, you can have all this training and all these ways to, you know, get in like world-class shape while still working a normal job, like a nine to five. And it's like, you couldn't do that in the past, like at all. Mm-mm. No, no, even just a recovery from injuries and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's remarkable. Like the Bo Jackson injury. Sorry. I know we're going into sports. No, no, it's fine. Let's do it. Like that Bo Jackson injury in the early nineties, which was so devastating, that hip injury that was famous. And he was one of the most incredible athletes of that era. Uh, if he got injured like that in, you know, this time period, he'd be back the very next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how much medical technology has changed. And you've seen that same injury uh, not in careers anymore. So it's it's impressive. Yeah. Shout out to uh, to my uncle. He used to be a bodyguard for Wesley Snipes. Uh, he's oh, a badass. Shit. He's got like black belts and shit. He's, he's a badass dude. But um, nice. he had to get uh, he had to get hip surgery because like. There's like a famous photo of him, like he was on the cover of, um, not the cover, but he was he was in a magazine for like Sound and something, and he had like this cool ass Mustang with like a badass sound system in it. There's a picture of him like doing like a kick straight up over his head, right next to his Mustang, and it's like I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's a fucking cool shit ever. He had a badass black Mustang, and he was doing like this cool ass kick. But anyway, his hips, you know, started going bad, and <laughs> when they were like, okay, well you need to have hip surgery, he's like, well fuck, I'm just doing both. I was just like, you're gonna do both of your hips at the same time? He's God like, yeah, like, all right. And he's like super stoic. Like, we have phone calls. This is the manliest shit ever. We'll have phone calls. You doing all right? Yeah, okay, cool. Later. <laughs> it's like, like, literally, like, if, if we've ever had a conversation, like, more than, like, like two minutes, I'd be surprised. Like, even when, uh-huh. you know, my sister, I'm, I'm sorry, my mom and his, his sister passed away, our conversation mm-hmm. was, like, maybe a minute and a half. And it's yep. like, we get, you get to the fucking point, and then we're done. I don't feel bad at all. He doesn't feel bad at all. That's that's the way he is. I think he's still cool as fuck. Um, but yeah, he just do this. It's like he gets to the point. It's just like, okay, well, one's bad. Just do the other one too, and just do it at the same time. <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah. Old school, <laughs> old school badassery. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you good? I'm good. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see you next Christmas, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right, God dang. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that was that the was that the full list for you, old ninja? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'd have felt bad if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will go on this show, man? Who you never know. Knows? Yeah. Uh, so hold on. Going back to. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Old ninja. Go oh, ahead. So a quick shout out to Prodigy for dropping off some of this uh, Cajun love. Might as well get me some gumbo after four fucking years. <laughs> got me some I was gumbo gonna, the other day. You see, how I'm stopping taking a drink. I didn't get fucking hmm? shit today. <laughs> the fuck, you man? Get, you you will get some on the next batch. I had to. We didn't have much, and this, I was like, yeah, let me get some. This gold. motherfucker. About. We're we're family. Yeah, I and, was. And just, I know you, you're <laughs> going to get some. And, uh, to be fair, he's on my way home, sort of. So <laughs> in his new his new locale. I, I I will be spreading the love. This was my test batch because it's been it's been a few years. He's not on yeah, your way. What the no fuck? Oh, did you did you change yeah, your job? A, what, what do you, where do you work now? Like what? Where are you working at now? No, his home. I didn't stop at his work. I stopped at his house. Yeah, his. Where are you working now? 
I know where you oh, live. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, where you used to work was not on the way. Did you change your job? <laughs> he putting you on all kind of blast. <laughs> He's not even answering. <laughs> no, I still have I still have the same job. Then it's not on the way yeah, home. I thought you guys... It's not on the way home. Yeah, he is. He is on my way home. It's like literally when you get because uh, when I cross the bridge, I just make a left. Pretty much. Are you still working in Mopitas? Right no, I work in Redwood City. That's all I was asking. Okay, that's all I was very confused. It's like if you're still working where you used to work <laughs> in Mopitas, I was like, it's not on the yeah. way home. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Oh, no, okay, no. I got you. No. Okay, Redwood City oh, makes sense. God. I'm just saying. I was, that's why I was all confused. I was like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were asking Prodigy. I was like, wait, what? No, no, I'm asking you. Um, <laughs> okay, all yeah. good. So, yeah, we're sp all speaking of, like, uh, like injuries, like sports injuries. My injury that I had two years ago with my neck, I oh. probably would not have, like, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to come back to, like, doing jujitsu like, for the rest of my life. This is a pretty fucking serious neck injury. Um, I remember. Luckily, I didn't have to have any surgery, but uh, modern medicine and just like physical therapy came a long way. And even still, like my neck is still like not hundred percent, but um, I'm also fucking old, so that's the way it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Anyway, let's get into a uh, non-sports related shit because that's not the majority of our podcast listeners. <laughs> Here we. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, so we're gonna let's let's save some of uh, uh, Justice League towards the end. Why don't we start with Falcon and Winter Soldier since I think everybody watched that one, right? Yeah, I watched the first one. All right, we'll we'll start with them because uh, we'll we'll definitely do a deeper dive on on JL. Um, this one hour episode dropped I think on Friday last week. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I guess just initial impressions. We'll start with you, old ninja. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. It it felt like a mini movie. Uh, there was a lot of action going on, and there's some political undertones. And uh, we've had some offline discussions, which we'll probably go into later on. But yeah, overall, I liked it. All right, Carlos, what you got on this one? What you think initially? Uh, initially, I I had literally no expectations at all, and I was fucking pretty much amazed um like the Ooh. first uh it felt like a fucking movie like seriously especially like the first scenes where he, he's like flying around like dodging missiles and bullets and shit i was just like god damn this looks like it, it felt like i was watching the avengers mm. as far as like the production quality went um so I, I was amazed by that uh there wasn't a whole lot of there was some winter soldier in this but this was like a lot more of uh a falcon in, in this one which mm -hmm. is which is fine you know, I know they have a lot more story to tell, but I was like the, the production quality is uh, is very high. Um, I will say that um, it, it's just starting, so I don't have too many thoughts on like overall how the series is going to go. But so far, it's starting out decently. I'm, I'm sure for Prodigy, it's starting out much better than uh, WandaVision well, because you don't like to pay attention to anything. You just like action and <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Unless there was a, unless uh, Scarlet Witch was Fuda, then he would. <laughs> well, for me, yeah, I was, um, I was, I was pretty impressed. I mean, I, I concur with uh, what Kronos was saying in terms of the flying scenes. I love the fact that uh, basically Sam is a Punisher with wings. Like he was murking everybody in George St. Pierre's crew. You know, explosions and uh, you know choppers blowing up and shit. Like he was taking fools out. 
not like neutralizing them like folks was dying and so I, I love that opening scene um i know we're going to get into it a little bit later but uh the stuff with um his backstory i thought was very interesting and i actually liked uh you know a, a little bit of what they were doing with uh with with bucky in general you know it was it didn't take me out of it and you know i mean you're absolutely right i i enjoy this way more than you know uh those first two episodes of wandavision those were both in full black and white with the tv stuff completely but um yeah i'm, I'm on board with this one quite a bit you know what i mean uh it, it didn't well the non-action scenes didn't per se wow me but they you know they, they kept me interested you know i was I, I was with it what did you guys think of the whole aspect and i know <laughs> stitch was very opinionated about this offline but um i guess the whole aspect of Sam's sister, I want to set this up correctly, Sam's sister held it down while Sam was missing for five years during the snap, I believe. Yeah. And uh, this is looks like it's in the Louisiana or Gulf Coast area, small town, not like New Orleans proper, um, being able to afford this family boat that seems like a shrimping boat, commercial boat and going in for loans and that whole backstory. What did you guys think? Well, I mean, the, the boat, I, so I I was on part of the conversation that you guys had, um, but what I will say is that the boat was given to her by her parents, so like, I'm confused about that whole aspect of what he was talking about, because I, I guess I missed the part of the conversation. Um, but the, there was a huge like problem that will likely, I hope Marvel doesn't address this because you can't really address it, when it comes to like half the planet dying, it would mean like a, a financial collapse for like the vast majority of test, test, test. Sorry, there's like an echo. You guys hear it too, right? Now I, I do. Before there wasn't. What the <clears> fuck <throat> is going on here? Um. Anyway, there would be like a financial collapse just through the through the insurance industry. Like you think about half uh, half of all people dying. All those people have, like most people, especially in America, they have life insurance policies. Those would all get paid out. That would collapse like the vast majority of banks. So let's be honest. So that's like one thing that they're probably never going to have to like, they shouldn't ever address. But that's the questions that he was asking. It's like, you know, if, there, if, she, if, if, if he was dead, like where would his money have gone? Like, if, you know, and if he was retired from the military, like where would that money go? Blah, blah, blah. And that goes into like questions that are, you just... It's fantasy land, and just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, to pinpoint um, Stitch's point is that um, given Falcon and his sister go to a bank to get a loan, and they're basically denied a loan, and Stitch was like, "Well, Falcon is basically a world hero, not just an American hero. Um, he's a world hero." saving you know fighting with the avengers and whatnot he should be approved for a loan that was the beginning of his his argument <clears throat> is that why is it that he's basically not being able to get a loan and so there's some back and forth with us um there are certain things i did not uh address uh completely but i i i guess um kind of to reiterate reiterate uh stitch was saying that um what kind of money because we see earlier that he's working for i guess the air force so he's probably doing contract work maybe he's reinstated it's not clear exactly but 
Stitch is saying that he was getting some kind of money. Maybe it's not enough, but he should be able to get some kind of loan. And then we were discussing if he was technically a sanctioned mercenary, you're not going to be able to put that down on a bank loan. Be like, hey, I, I, I'm a merc, so give me a loan. Like I, I was saying, yeah. you know, the, yes, you the bank wants a return on, on investment. You know, yes. and if you can't show proof of employment, you're less likely to get a loan. No, so uh, you can put down that I'm a mercenary. You're a military contractor. Like, if, if he's a military contractor, I used to be one. So you get paid a bunch of money. So you'd be way so, more financially solvent than an average American, which is where we got in that so, conversation of, like, where, what his status yeah. is. So my, I was saying that he would probably was not a sanctioned military contractor. Like, what he was doing super hush-hush and not probably not on paper somewhere. So something that he couldn't leave a paper trail with. That was my uh, part of the argument. Like he was doing something that wasn't on the books, but yet he was still sanctioned by the U.S. government. So we're saying, well, was he getting paid or not? Type thing. Yeah. So this is go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was gonna say this is gonna get into a little bit of speculation uh, and splitting some hairs here, because obviously I do like the fact that this fits into the larger MCU world with the movies. But we have to remember that for Sam, he was certainly locked up in their version of Gitmo. What do you call it, uh, old ninja? It's called the raft. Okay, it's yeah. It's a giant raft in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> MCU, MCU Gitmo uh, after Civil War. And so um, we don't know all the details of his release conditions. We do see for Bucky, because he's basically an international terrorist, um, that part of his pardon or whatever does involve him doing mandatory psych sessions. What I was saying, and we don't know this yet, this is speculation, pure rumor, whatever, is that there's a possibility that Sam either just started this contract work or it's in conjunction with the Department of Defense and whatnot in the military, but he may not be getting normal type of money as part of the conditions of him being uh, being released, like you you got to do some not community service, but some some work for us, basically. I don't know though. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean uh, his whole situation is is very awkward. So if you're in the military, um, you are very tightly restricted on like, what you can do, and for him to like be kind of skirting the law and the rules would be highly irregular from what I understood from like the past movies is that he was retired um, from the military, from the Air Force, from being uh, a PJ, um, which is basically pararescue. But um, they're badass pararescue people, though. I'm not trying to downplay them. They're fucking badass. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, to me, I'll, the way I understood it is like he would be more of like a military contractor or just like external entity uh, to begin with, but also he has military equipment that was basically stolen, so that that's what gets kind of yep. weird too. But you can't apply real world shit to everything, in, in obviously a comic movie, so a lot of, of shit course. you have to like really let go um, of because it's a comic movie. But yeah, if, if he was a military contractor, that would make a little bit more sense. He would be beholden to totally different rules, um, mm-hmm. and just the same way I was. But at the same time, it's like the whatever company that you're working for, you're beholden to them which he doesn't talk about who he's working for so it makes me feel like he's not really working for a uh, private company 
Mm-hmm. That definitely could be. Let me add one more thing too. That again, they could resolve this literally in two days on Friday, and and I hope they they do. Um, <laughs> obviously, Stark is gone. You know what I mean? But Stark's the big like money behind the Avengers, and so and there's obviously Stark Industries is still a thing. I would think that if you're denied some loan from some podunk, you know. Uh, bon Tomp, Louisiana, a uh, little bank that you might be able to appeal to Pepper, you know, who's in charge of the Stark Industries and the Stark Fund for a possible loan. I, I, I feel like that would be a very viable option if you couldn't prove your income yeah. to a sufficient level to halfway own this commercial ship, uh, Forrest Gump uh, shrimping company. You know, I, I don't know, but Stark and his money has to be at least part of the equation because that's the first name i think of when i think oh you got money problems and you're an avenger well well oh, they, that they, was the first thing they said like the the loaner or lender yeah. literally asked him uh how do you get paid like does stark pay you that's just start pay you how does that work and stam kind of sidesteps he's all that's not how it works he's all well how do you get paid he's, and then sam mentioned that they basically are volunteering to save the world <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, ahead, well, they had an easy way out actually. Um, that they haven't they haven't used, which is kind of weird. Um, they have both sword and shield. That's the easiest mm-hmm. way explanation out of all this. Like, if they would have said like, "Hey, I'm working with sword or shield," um, they are military adjacent, yep. but they still get government funding. So that's the easiest way for um, the MCU to really wiggle their way out of there. Like, nerd, is shield technically around though right now? Uh, sort yes, they're always around. Yeah, even when they're defeated, they're still there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did, if I you're sure. All right. If you're watching Agents of Shield, Shield, uh, Shield got rebuilt pretty much. Okay. So fair enough. I, I haven't seen them in the movies per se, but uh, but I get yeah. you. Yeah. Not. I mean, we haven't seen them in the in the current state of the MCU, but there's been some rumblings that we may start seeing some of the, the actors from the show pop up in other properties, so we cool. shall see. I would love to see Maria Christina Hill in so many things. I think they have definitely not utilized her. Well, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's in that. Yeah. So, But I, I think the point that Disney or that Marvel was trying to go for was a historical reference, whereas uh, African-American soldiers from World War II and the Vietnam War, where they were denied uh, the GI Bill, or they were denied, you know, certain compensation after coming back from war, and I think they wanted to kind of hit that, especially after <clears throat> the um, debacle that was 2020, to still show that you know, being a person of color could still be difficult in your own homeland. I think th- I think they would have to be a little bit more, and I hear you, old ninja, but I think they'd have to be a little bit more overt. With that, um, to really bring home a message, because my big takeaway was, and I think Sam even said this, this is one bank in one small town, and even in this small town, there's a few other banks. And so it sounded like when Sam was getting into it with his sister, I can't remember his sister's name, he was just like, man, I'm not giving up based on this one lender. Uh, You know, I'm going to go to so-and-so and and -and so-and-so and -and so-and-so. But... I, I hear you. That could be the case. I just would like to see it, I guess, um, fleshed out a little bit more if that's what they're going for. Yeah, and like you were saying, 
we this is just one episode there could be more complications later on down the road um i don't expect them to dwell on this i expect maybe a little bit more in the next episode and then to go off because there's there's a lot of more characters that we have yet to see show up in the show and and how this all ties into baron zemo and and, and u.s agent and all this other stuff which we didn't really talk about yet so well, I, i'm hoping they address it yeah well, before we go into that i, I want to say what's really weird the fact that they that two people went into an actual bank to sit down with an actual banker and talk to them in person i was just like <laughs> and this, Mask off. well no it's even before covid like i don't think i i I can't remember a time where I actually went and sat down and asked for a loan in person. Like it's been, it's been pretty fucking rare where I actually had to sit it's down in a bank, you know, and like it's do the. Yeah, that's like super. I bet millennials right now are just like, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they sitting down in front of somebody and like asking for like? It doesn't make any fucking. I do all my shit online. Like I, I literally just refi. I'm like I'm refi refinancing my home right now, and. Yep. I, I when I got my when I got when I bought this house when I originally bought this house, um, I never went into a bank. I refied mm-hmm. once a couple years ago. Never went into a bank. I just refied again. Never went into a bank. Um, it's a very Same. old antiquated type deal that you don't realize that it's old and antiquated until like, unless you're like I guess our age when like people used to do that. But I think it's, it can be kind of like weird to people that are younger because like, do people really go into banks to like get a loan and like really have to yeah. rifle through fucking pieces of paper and like, <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, it, Disney. It's old. <laughs> it's super old school. No, it, it, that's an excellent point because um, I've refinanced <laughs> plenty of times. I just bought my own. Like, yeah, <clears throat> you, you don't have to do any of that face to face and look somebody in the eye and wear a suit and shake hands. Like, I mean, you, you're hey, right. They're in the South, though. <laughs> You should still be able to do it online. Yeah, yeah. Like, the South doesn't have the internet. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is, like, one of the things that I'm realizing. Like, I've been doing, like, a whole bunch of research on, like, ways that America is, like, really fucked up. Like, not all of America even has access to the internet. But not where the fuck they were. They definitely have the internet. All right? So they definitely could have done this shit online. Um, I'm going to mention something that's certainly not in this but could happen to come up later on. I feel like we—it's uh, cool to see Sam's like extended family, his sister, his nephews. You know what I mean, and his, him interacting with the community. Um, it feels like also though, uh, you know, he kind of needs a love interest of some sort, or at least someone he's interested in. We haven't really seen that aspect of Sam. We got a little bit with Bucky uh, and uh, Sushi Girl, who I know we're going to talk about. I don't know her real name, but um, but you know. Is Sam gonna get some pussy? Is what I'm really asking. Sushi girl is that a racial statement? I, I mean, she, no, she, no, don't do that. Don't do that. She, I mean, she was literally sushi making sushi. Yeah. Don't do it. How do you not anti-Asian girls? No, I'm not going there. You just anti-women. That's all. Oh, oh, oh man. Jesus. Um, man. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't really give a shit about the love interest in the show. I really don't. I don't. I mean, unless, like, they really flesh out a character and, you know, make that person actually important in the show. If they don't, sure. I don't really give a shit, which is what most lo- most love interests in superhero movies are, like, very um, flaky and, like, very poorly written and just, like, they're ancillary characters. Yeah. Um, so let's, I get it. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's cool to, to, like, have it done as far as, like, making the character more believable and three-dimensional and likable and all that shit. I totally get that, but... Um, you don't necessarily need 
uh, a relationship to like get things going and like making this show happen. So no, no, I I, I just want to see if he maybe he's shut off from that from his his experiences. Uh, you know, either with the Avengers or with the Wars. Did you see? Maybe he's shut himself off from that. I don't know, but I think maybe. you know if we're going to learn more about him, I'd like to see. Okay, hey, he's he's not interested in that because of some things that maybe happened, or maybe he lost somebody in the past. I don't know. You, you, you just know? want to know where his dick's going. That's all you want to know. It's all good. Like, yeah. Are, yeah. Are you I fucking? Mean, maybe Bucky's his, his, <laughs> maybe Bucky's his new bae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, Go go into Bucky a little bit though. Uh, yeah. I I enjoyed the aspect. I mean, it's a little tired to be honest, but I, but I still enjoyed the the way they executed it um, with the fact that you know he, here's a quick flashback of him um, murking some people or about to murk some people, and you know it's in the past. You know he's got the old school Winter Soldier get up on, and then later on you find out he's really still dealing with this even after Wakanda and after everything he's he's seen by his interactions with the uh, the old um old japanese guy um and the fact that his son you know was one of the people that he marked but he can't tell him what you guys think? yeah uh i think when we see bucky bucky's broken i mean if you think about what happened um he was one for international crime for killing a, a dignitary uh he ends up being basically kind of um I guess pardoned. I mean, he is pardoned. They literally said he's pardoned, but after being framed for killing a king of a foreign country, he then is put on ice for a little bit, and then he goes through rehabilitation. Once he does that, he has to fight in a huge uh, intergalactic like battle that takes place on Earth, and then he gets dusted, and then he comes back, and you know his friend's old, and and he basically still doesn't have a place in the modern world. So he's been going through some stuff. Like he's been literally in and out of like either consciousness or uh, or death in one way, shape or form. So how do you adjust to that? And that's what we see when we see him. He's broken. He doesn't, he really doesn't have any connections except for Sam. Him and Sam were kind of together at the end of um, Endgame, not together like they're broke back, but they were like, you know, chilling together. They don't seem like they have a real bond and relationship so far. No, I mean, no, bits no. and pieces. They still have a connection of some sort. I mean, I mean, they're they're the one person that kept them from each other, or from like hurting each other was Cap. Mm -hmm. Captain America was the one who was the the glue between them. Now he's gone, and like Bucky doesn't even respond to Sam. Like his therapist is like, "Hey, Sam has reached out to you, and you don't respond. He's reached out numerous times, and you're just still like stuck." And we see that Bucky is trying to confront his past. He shows remorse. He feels guilt. Sam and might so, be wanting to play uh, that striking bikers with him, though. Might I'm maybe. I'm just saying. I just said <laughs> Bucky might be new bay. I mean, he'd be like, hey, bro, play this game with me, just real quick. That was a good <laughs> one. Just make sure the hair's blonde when you pick. Your hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bucky. To me, Bucky's a broken person. He's been through a lot of shit. I mean, granted, I know a lot of people have been through a lot of shit in the MCU, but. Bucky, we've seen since uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and got his arm ripped off, and all this shit happened to him. So, yeah, he's trying to complete himself. So I, I get it. 
What'd you think about what'd you think about Kikarnas? No, I mean I think it was cool the fact that I mean he mentioned that he remembered like everything that he did. Previously in uh in Civil War and now like seeing him like really come to grips with like shit that he did and like really going through like post-traumatic stress and like kind of being fucked up from like all the shit that he did that he was forced to do. I think it's cool and like to see him trying to like really resolve that and like the back and forth with him and the uh and the therapist were awesome because he was kind of a dick and she was a, a dick back to him. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. I thought that the person that was like the actress, I thought, that, I thought it was Nurse Jackie at first, but I don't know who the actress is. Ooh, I have to look Wait. that up. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I don't know who she is. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really cool interaction. I think that we're going to get... Because this, you know, the first episode wasn't that funny, but they've, they've showed a bunch of like funny clips between them two together. And we haven't seen the, them two together. When I say them two, I'm talking about, you know, Bucky and the Winter Soldier. I'm not sorry. The Winter Soldier and Falcon, them together. They have, they have been together in the first episode. But, I mean, so far it's been uh, it's been, it's been been pretty good. It's definitely intriguing. I want more. I think the way that Disney is doing this is like they're, they're leaving breadcrumbs for people to not cancel their subscription. I think that was very smart the way that they're like, parsing out all this stuff because if you see like the way they're doing you know they had one division then raya dropped now we got you know but our uh, fucking the winter soldier <laughs> I keep saying bucky and the winter soldier like a, like an idiot anyway, <laughs> i keep almost saying it anyway but yeah they, they keep they're giving out a, the exact amount of content that they should for the vast majority of their viewers to make them come back and watch more and i think it's, it, it's really smart uh what is the next one that's coming out for for disney Disney Plus. Uh, Loki. So you'll after Falcon and Runner Shoulder, they'll do what they did just for um, WandaVision when they had like the hour long um, behind the scenes. And then after that will be Loki. And then after Loki, I think it's either What If or, or Black Widow, or, which we'll probably which we'll talk about later. But after Loki, there's at least two more shows coming and there's going to be a movie in between. So we got stuff coming. More stuff down the pipe. So. Yeah. So, so far, so good with the show. Uh, like I said, I I really want to see how they develop both those two main characters. And uh, the other thing we didn't even mention, uh, look, Sam donated Cap Shield to the Smithsonian, you know, gave a nice little speech about it, you know, it didn't feel right for him. And Shield goes into the case, you know, at a nice little, um, like, event at the Smithsonian. And then he turns on the TV and it's like, motherfuckers. And they're giving out this shield to, uh, you know, the, the uh, C-plus version, the dollar value version of Cap. The Wish version. <laughs> yeah, so what... All right, so when he gave the shield to the Smithsonian, I was like, why would you give them... To, you, you can't give that much vibranium to this... Like, <laughs> this is a precious metal. Like, you wouldn't just put it in a box in the Smithsonian. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I actually had to look it up. Um, they said that uh, for vibranium costs ten thousand dollars a gram, a gram. Oh, All right. So I was just like, why are you just gonna like put it on display? Like you just put it in a fucking vault, not in a fucking plastic well, you, box. <laughs> he's the one with money problems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking sell that shit. Anyway, like I, I think they, they said that the the shield weighs about twelve pounds, so that means that it's worth at least uh 54 million dollars so you there would not put a 54 million dollars thing 54 million dollar piece of you know metal 
and the Smithsonian like that. Like, at least I wouldn't do it. That, that seems incredibly silly. But like I said, it's a fucking comic movie. So I'll let it go. It's, it's mm-hmm. fantasy land. Fictional characters. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, I, doesn't the Smithsonian have, like, stuff that is of value? I mean, oh, it's sure. a historic vault. They have so. stuff of value, but they're not going to put $54 million of the fucking gold <laughs> in, in a fucking plastic box. Like, that would make sense, right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't know. It's a comic book movie, but I don't know what kind of additional security they have for it. But I'm sure they do have other valuable things. I don't know if it's, I don't know exactly how much. I haven't been there, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's valuable things, but not a single thing that that is that small and easy to take. You know, it's just I've never been there either, but it just it would make sense to me that you would put the real thing in there that is has that much valuable materials. And like I said, if you have 54 million dollars worth of gold. And you put that shit in a plastic box, and you left it there. That wouldn't make any fucking sense. Oh, and, and and then I will say this though, we we do know that the Wakandans uh, take it very fucking seriously. Yeah, that's trying to steal vibranium. Yeah. And so <laughs> if someone does steal it, fucking Killmonger style, you know, so, uh, the Wakandans gonna be on that ass. I can just imagine. So, Cronus, go ahead. Uh, just to put this out there, the most expensive item at the Smithsonian is worth two hundred and fifty million. And what it is, is it? the Hope Diamond? It is the Hope Diamond, it is, or known as the Trevenir Blue. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And it's on display all the time. Two hundred and fifty. Uh, Holy shit! All right. So well, according to this, two hundred and fifty million. I'm just saying. I, I mean, a diamond is. I mean, a diamond is worth a lot of money, but um, it's not a fucking weapon. It's not like you know, a diamond doesn't do no, shit. Not- <laughs> it's just it, it has value but it doesn't, yeah it doesn't do shit it, it doesn't dampen all vibrations <laughs> you know True, but it is it, it's worth a lot it it's is worth more than the shield yeah it is worth more than the shield I, I, I will give you that but uh yeah I think if uh it's also in a world we're in a world not full of supervillains so I think <laughs> if, if if I was a supervillain and somebody put a vibranium shield on display at the Smithsonian I'm like you know what that's the next spot I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna give me my my. If I was Taskmaster, I'd be like, <laughs> "Thank you very much, you stupid motherfuckers." Uh, damn. Uh, dollar store or uh, hope going to be Nazi cap probably. <laughs> I think it's U.S. agent. So okay, he's a real character. He, yeah, he's a, he is. He's a decent dude. So, but he's not Captain America. He's just you know, he should look like the Wish version of Captain America. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where they, where they go with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I one way or another, I, I, I smell a fight between him and uh, at least Sam and or uh, Bucky. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So far, everybody enjoys it. We'll see what happens for episode fucking two. God damn it. Um, sticking with MCU for a quick second. Uh, obviously, to no one's surprise, Black Widow got pushed. Um, it's looking like what I can't remember the exact date. It's some, sometime this summer, June, July, July. Okay. Yeah, I'm so uh, I don't know the exact. I think date. it's July. I think it's June or July 9th. That's what I think yeah. I read on. Oh, I'll get it real quick, but yeah. Oh, July 9th. Yeah. 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 Of July 9th. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, the movie was supposed to come out. You know, I think it was last year, and they were pushing yeah, everything back. Night. So I think this might have. Uh, well, maybe not. I mean, it has the Wonder Woman syndrome, right? Where I'm not saying because they're both women or, you know, female-led 
uh, superhero movies. I'm saying that because they had to push them back to find a better window for these, you know, quote-unquote blockbuster movies to, to have a chance to be an actual fucking blockbuster. I think uh, Black Widow will have a much better chance. I think it will definitely outsell Wonder Woman only because when it comes out, there'll be more theaters open. So, yeah. like, for sure. So... But Wonder Woman, I mean, it had to get released. The movie um, wasn't as good as the first one. I think Black Widow will be a, a better movie than Wonder Woman 1984. This is my basic feelings. I honestly have no idea. I haven't watched the movie yet, but it looks looks better. So we'll see. Um, they can prove me wrong if they want to. But yeah, I have decent hopes for it to, to be like the one of the first blockbusters coming out of COVID. They, they position themselves mm-hmm. to be that. I, I hope so. I mean, one quick thing. Uh, you know, they're they're doing the they're doing the dual thing. So it's going to be theater and uh, premiere streaming at the same time. I believe. Now, am yeah. I wrong on that, old yeah, no. They, no, they are. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Premiere stream where you'll have to pay a price to view it, just like Mulan and uh, Trolls and I think uh, Raya. Yeah. Raya and the Raya. So same thing. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of us knew this was coming. A lot of people have been saying this since, like, the fall. Like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And Disney was like, ah, we're going to wait and see. And so now they made another decision because it's been pushed back twice now. So, no, no, more than twice, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's up into the double digits almost now if you go back oh. to last year. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, I can't even remember. I think I saw a trailer for it a long time ago. You know, with... Yeah, in fact, I know I did. Uh, with the guy um, from Stranger Things is in it, right? Yeah, he's the the Russian version of Captain America. Oh, bro. Yeah, I ha- oh, me and Odin just watched the fucking trailer for that shit two years ago at Comic-Con. See? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a strong suspicion that this is going to be some type of... Uh, one way or another, like another Black Widow is going to come from this, you know, like a mantle passing of some sort, because we ultimately know Natasha dies in Endgame. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I could be wrong about that. You know what I mean? Who, who knows what, what direction they're actually going in? But um, I feel like it's anybody's guess about the whole theater thing. You know, I mean, I. I I don't know if people are chomping at the bit to go back to crowded theaters for blockbuster summer movies right away. I don't know. You're thinking about it from like the California, I have common sense sort of view. The vast majority (laughs) of like the Midwest and like part of the East Coast, like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, there are a lot. You're you're right. There are a lot of places that do not give a single solitary fuck, and at the same time. Of course, Disney and all the other studios want the 2019, 2018 type of number. Block, you know, blockbuster, normal fucking numbers. Yeah, it's not coming. I don't, I don't know. If, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if that's in the cards for this summer. I really don't. You know what I mean? Where we're used to seeing a 200 million dollar opening weekend. I don't know. We'll have to fucking see. This will be a great fucking test. You know? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of crazy because um, even even by then, I don't see theaters being a hundred percent open. Maybe fifty to seventy five percent open, maybe or less. But it's gonna be interesting. I won't be surprised if the movie doesn't make a whole lot because of the amount of people going to go see it in the theater. 
but I won't be surprised if it stays number one for longer, only because it's like one of the very few movies that are out there. So we'll see. And because uh, the one other thing I'll add is, fucking, uh, there's a whole backlog of movies from every studio. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you could be right on digit, or you could be a hundred percent wrong because movies are fluctuating their fucking dates all the goddamn time. And you may see a fucking stacked weekend, even for the first weekend with Black Widow, where Jurassic World 3, fucking uh, uh, John Wick 5, whatever, uh, Fast and the Furious, decide to use that weekend or the very subsequent weekend to come out and say, hey, the floodgates are open. I don't know. But yeah, things are I mean, changing. This is true. I mean, but we've also seen what uh, Warner Brothers and HBO Max is doing is releasing their, their stuff streaming. And well, it's, in it's, it's both. Well, yeah, yeah I was going to say both. it's been both. So it's it's actually similar, except on the HBO Max side, they're doing it. If you have the subscription, it's it's free it's, without yeah, a, a premium thing. But at the same time, you know, a lot of their movies, like Wonder Woman eighty four, there were very few theaters still open domestically. I don't know about internationally at that time, and we were in a different headspace from a virus standpoint in December. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So we shall see. I mean. Uh, we're gonna get to it in a minute, but Kong versus Godzilla is that will be on HBO Max next fucking week, yep. you know. And this is gonna be a huge. And next month we got Mortal Kombat, where everyone's salivating to see, you know, what's this gonna be like. And to not have that, like, in theaters, like, fully open is gonna be, you know, interesting to see. I mean, I know a lot of people that want to see both of those films. Um, like you said, there's all these other movies on the back burner. We still don't have a Quiet Place Two. We don't have um, uh, James Bond. Like Bond isn't out. We don't have you know all these other films that are supposed to be slated, and we're still waiting to see a word. There's some of them have no release date right now. Some of them yeah. just shouldn't. Yeah, it's so. it's gonna be the next. I think three years are gonna be really weird for cinema because they have this huge backlog. Everybody's gonna be fighting over, you know. When can we get our, you know, what we thought was going to be a blockbuster out in the in a decent window? This this normally happens anyway. Okay, this is this is the reason why we got Wonder Woman 1984 in 2020 was it 2020 or 2021. 2020. Yeah. yeah, it came out December yeah, Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, but they, they fucked up because you know they they got pushed back by like multiple other blockbuster movies because they wanted to get like the exact right slot to make the exact right amount of money. Where if it would have came out like if there was no COVID. It it made probably like I would say seven hundred million dollars, like at least like that's conservative. Yeah. It made a lot of money, yeah. even though the movie di- didn't get great ratings. People would still still would have watched it. Oh you yeah, know? people would have seen it multiple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, so now we're gonna, you get, it's going to be a huge scramble for all these theaters to really sit down and and see like where are they going to land, and that's why I have AMC stock. <laughs> they're surviving oh, you know they're surviving yeah. somehow i guess oh yeah i mean uh, there's people talking about buying their stock today because they're waiting to see what happens in the next two days well it went under so ten dollars we'll so it's under ten dollars yeah, listen just i think amc is gonna make it i'm listen all right the fucking ob- obligatory fucking financial disclaimer <laughs> don't take financial advice from me my whole financial situation is, hey, make more money, asshole. Like, I'm not, you know, I invest a little bit, but like, when it comes to like end of the day, if I start running out of money, I just I make more money, and that's a terrible way to like try to live your life. All right, I'm just telling you from personal experience. 
like that whole drive to like just keep making more money is it's fucking stupid. But anyway, AMC has a good any fucking any of the surviving companies that are making movies you know, that are that are gonna put out movies in the theaters. Uh, somebody's gonna fucking survive. Whoever survives mm-hmm. is their fucking stock is gonna go through the fucking roof. Whoever it is, it might not be AMC. It could be Century Theaters, which I doubt. It could be a bunch of other ones. Um, it, it could happen, but I mean, people going to theaters is gonna come back and be, it's gonna be be normalized again. So, if you have you know some money to invest, do your research and see who you think might survive, and then you know invest some money and see if you can you can make some money off of this shit. So, I would also not be surprised. If maybe this year, um, some of the regular prices that we were used to seeing in 2019 are slightly discounted, like, you know what I mean? Like just to entice more people to come back, I could see them taking even a little bit of a haircut, you know what I mean? On some of those ticket prices and and just saying, Hey, you know, it's $9 or $10 again, rather than Mm -hmm. 16 or 18 that you're, you're used to paying for, you know, seeing it on Friday, Saturday night. I I could see them doing that. And then a lot of families saying, well, fuck it. If it's only $10 or $9, you know what I mean? Or $12 or whatever. This is is hilarious. Not even shit. If it's $6, cause I know that there's parts of the country where like a, a feature film is like less than 10 bucks. But if you're in a metropolitan area, usually you're looking at ten bucks or more. And oh, yeah. uh, if they cut that down to like five bucks, imagine like L.A., New York, selling movie tickets at five bucks. It's like a run on the bank. That's gonna drive a lot of people to come in. I'm gonna tell you an industry secret. Cool. If movie theaters could, if movie theaters could charge you a dollar to watch a movie, they would do it. Yep. They don't make money off the fucking ticket price to make money off all the concession stands i say that because i used to work exactly. for movie theaters they don't get paid shit off of those fucking <laughs> off of like Agreed. the actual cost of the ticket so yeah they might do that but it would just it would just hurt the uh the actual like people that made the movie you know what i mean like it doesn't oh, sure. it, it doesn't matter to the fucking to the actual like theater that you're watching in so yeah i mean yeah they could do that to spur you know sales to like keep uplifting these um these movie theater companies but the problem is that these uh production companies need to recoup their costs somehow oh of course. so that's gonna be a problem and, and, that's gonna that's not been answered yet yeah and everybody's been eating shit everybody's been eating shit for a full-on year you know what i mean we all know it so you know we'll, we'll see we'll, this will be one of those kind of canaries in the coal mine coal mine to see uh how much normal we can get back to and how fucking quickly. Well, yeah, it's yeah. true, but it's also like if you listen to me like even years ago, even before I even had a podcast, or we had a podcast, um, I, I said that I would pay $30 to watch a movie at home. Like, I think that was literally my break, my breaking price was $30. Yeah. I'll pay 30 bucks right. to watch a movie at home and, you know, do it scot-free. And that's the price they have now. And so when I want, when I see a movie now that I want to watch, I pay that thirty dollars. People get mad about it. I'm just like, listen, it, it's way more convenient for me to like pay that thirty dollars, make my own popcorn, have my own fucking beer, my alcohol, and whatever else you know, and to watch it at home. Especially now when it's safe. You know, most people don't seem to understand is like when you go to to like watch a movie, like the vast majority of that money is in concessions. So. Yep. Um, and, and if you're gonna have you know less people watching the movie, you need to, you need to jack the price up a little bit. So um, 
this is like this has been the longest period of time where I haven't pirated anything because I want to make sure that these industries still um, exist after you know COVID happens. So I used to, listen. I used to have my own um, pirate fucking channel on IRC. So I was like, you know, back when I was poor, you know, I fucking pirated the shit out of everything, and I would let people pirate shit off of me. But now I have money, and it's like, listen, I'm I'm trying to like make sure that these industries fucking survive. I have the actual means to pay for these things now. So. So let's do it. That's what I've done for the past year. So if, if you can afford it, please support, you know, your, the movies that you want to watch, the, especially the movies you want to watch, the, the porn you want to watch, the fucking, uh, music you want to listen to, like all that shit, like support the people in the things that you want to actually survive because it, th- these are difficult times. And if you have the means to do so, support them to make sure that they're around um, after all that shit's over because if you don't they're not going to be around you're going to miss that shit and it's going to be kind of your fault if you can afford oh, shit, it if you can't I get it I, I, shit I will say this the thing that I'm looking for I mean movies are great don't get me wrong we, we talk about movies all the time on here but the thing I miss the absolute fucking most are concerts way more than movies <laughs> yeah. like fucking concert not having even the option of going to any concert whether it was a low level one you know, with almost no cover car- charge or a big-ass fucking stadium concert. No, no concerts at all. Man, when, th- when things are truly lifted and getting better, I'm going to see some fucking live music. Wait, Fuck who, everything did, else. Who did you last see, uh, both you and Old Ninja, before COVID happened? Uh, I saw, and I'll look up the name, but it was an Argentinian... Oh, shit. Uh, an Argentinian band over in San Jose that fucking rocked. It was a couple's band. They were this married couple. I can't remember the name, but oh, go ahead, Old Ninja. It's funny he said, because I know a guy who does, like, local band shit. It'd be funny if he's the same guy. Shit. I think the last concert I went to was Too Many Zoos. Oh, shit, all right. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the last one I went to. And uh, what I was trying to see... Uh, last year, and it didn't work out for him because they were trying to do, you know, the um, uh, the drive-in theater concert stuff where you stay in your car and they do the thing on the stage. Was uh, Mark Rubier, uh, uh, YouTube internet star who does like funky music and stuff? He actually has a video with uh, Erica Badu. We we're trying to see him last year, but I guess he's coming in July to California now. Nice. So probably the first concert I'm going to. Very cool. cool. I saw Tool. I, I saw Tool last last year. Oh, nice. Oh. Nice. So, yeah, that was... Was, uh, was it for that, that most recent album of theirs? Because that one kicked ass. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, obviously, they're new in their old stuff, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was, it was very cool, especially because, like, everybody was smoking weed around. So, it was just like, all right, mm-hmm. I, guess, <laughs> I guess I'm high now. <laughs> God damn, yeah, good shit. So, um, go ahead. Uh, I kind of want to go... It's not on the list. But I don't know if y'all know about this or can explain this to me. But who is this person? This Derek Jackson, I believe his last name is. Last name is spelled J A X N. Who is this person? Why is the internet going off on him? Why are people going off on him? Why does he have a video apologizing about shit? Who is what's what's going on? With this? That's all so, prodigy. <laughs> I, I well, I'm gonna confess, I was not familiar with this motherfucker at all. I did see some of the internet ire coming up. Here are the ba- very bare bone basic things that I think I know. Um, and you can look it up while I'm I'm, I'm trying to break it down. Uh, he's a, he's a relationship he, guru that was on okay. YouTube. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently he cheated on his wife. 
and you know confessed or got caught i don't know which one or the other one way or another his wife fucking knows and i believe that he has a huge female following and all of that and some people are disappointed in him but then some people are wrongly so in my opinion blaming his wife or whatever it seems like it's just this whole internet mess his wife was on this video in like a bonnet uh, holding his hand while he apologizes for cheating and shit. It wasn't a good look. So, but I don't know him. I don't listen to him. That's all I got. It's funny because I'm like, okay. I, I saw a picture of him. He's wearing a literal shirt that says "Black men don't cheat." Uh, <laughs> no way. <sighs> was, was that Photoshop? Oh god. No, it's, it. I don't think it's Photoshop. <laughs> it doesn't look Photoshopped at all. And, and this is what's funny to me because I think I might talk about this like a couple of podcasts ago. Of like these people that are on the the internet talking about giving like really shitty advice out and people that we talk about the MGTOW thing, that was like an example. Yeah, like people that think time, they know what the yeah. fuck they're talking about, but they don't. And it's just like it's really amazing to me that people live like these fake lives to like make it seem like they're better than they actually are, to like get a following. Like, listen, this podcast, this is us. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm not trying to lie to any of you out there. <laughs> you know, none of us are. This is like how we are in real life. If you, if you meet us in person, like this is, this is what we're like. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's not amazing. It's, it's not surprising that somebody that is uh, a YouTube star for being, you know, giving out relationship advice is a serial cheater. You know, because there's people out there that, that there's a word for it, but I can't remember right now because I've been drinking. <laughs> but they were like, they were kind of peacock of like, this is who I am. This is who I am. But like behind the, the scenes they're like doing something totally opposite like republican males that um go against gay marriage meanwhile they're getting their dick sucked um Ooh. in bathroom stalls this is exactly what it's mm-hmm. like so yeah so yeah i mean and for and for like his person I, I gotta watch the video i haven't watched the video but for her to sit there and like talk about it fucking leave his ass if he's if he's been if he cheated on you more than once and you didn't know he's not for you like and this is me giving my shitty advice but seriously, this is like somebody that knows stupid ass shitty people. Like, why are you with this dude? Like, obviously he doesn't want you. Like, why would you stick around? No matter what he says to you in that video, he doesn't want you. He didn't want you for a long time. What the guy wanted was just like somebody to be there when he got home after fucking somebody else. Like, that's that's what people like that do. I mean, you're probably right. I, you know, again, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know that I don't know her. I'm not in the relationship at all. I don't know what's sincere about the apology. It doesn't seem sincere, but I don't know if it's sincere behind the scenes or, you know, they're trying to even milk it for, for more attention, you know, because uh, the, the other thing that like, we learned even with that whole lemonade stuff with Beyonce and Jay-Z, that sold a whole lot more records. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I will say... I, it isn't a good look to be a cheater. I don't condone that at all. And, you know, if they work it out, good for them. If they don't, then, you know, I hope, uh, I hope everybody's safe. You know what I mean? And I'm just here though for the fact that the internet, even when you don't know somebody can blow them up during a scandal. You know what I mean? Like this guy was certainly not some you know, world famous actor or musician or something like that. It was just a YouTube person giving out shitty advice. 
and who was fraudulent with it. You know what I mean? But now everybody knows that you're about this cheating life. You know? <laughs> so they do now. I mean, these memes, that's basically how I learned about this memes. But then I saw, like, he posted, like, I don't know if this is real or not, but apparently he reacted to his own video. And there's a sh- shit ton of fucking responses on there. There's people that are on my friends list that have been like trying to call him out, but it's like, you know, people are like, oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna disappear pretty much in the next like couple weeks because of what just happened. So I had no idea who this dude was. I thought I was missing out on some, but it, it just became this huge movement or event or something. It's like everywhere all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck? If, if I know anything with these folks, he's going to probably get more followers because there's more attention. You know what I mean? And people who didn't know him like us now know him and are talking about him on oh, our yeah. cast. Like, more attention is probably going to be more clicks, more views, more money for him. You know what I mean? And, you know, Possibly. He, he yeah. seems like he's kind of scummy. But, you know, I don't know how much of this is for show, for, you know, for internet thing. I don't even know. I, I, I don't quite know all that's going on but he just if you're a cheater then you're probably a scumbag you know what i mean yeah it's... and we said the same thing about jada too you yeah know what I mean? like like <laughs> that seems scummy too you know what I mean? yeah i just i i don't me personally um i i don't get it and I, i've been married and i've been separated where like when i was separated when we agreed we were separated like things were different but when it came when it comes to like anything other than that like there's been like no other sort of like impropriety or anything like that like i'm not if if i feel like i'm gonna get to the level of like where i want to cheat um it's just it's time to break up you know um i don't i don't get why people both men and women are willing to leave this other person in limbo and think that they that you know you love them and you're all there for them and then meanwhile you're out there giving your attention to somebody else and you leave with somebody else in, in the lurch and it's like it, it's really fucking shitty to uh to do that and i i I don't have anything good to say about anybody that does something like that where like somebody is is literally waiting for you at home they think that everything's good and nothing's good because you're a shitty communicator and you don't know what you want but you're comfortable with them um being um like emotionally stabilizing for you you know and it's like it's really fucked up and it needs to needs to end like listen just fucking break up with them. Like, what, yeah. what's the what's the issue? It, it, I, it doesn't make sense to me, especially when you're trying to have someone at home, like, cook, especially if you have kids. I mean, if you want to either want, I say, and this is my shitty advice as well. <laughs> if you want to slang, if you want to slang dick, then just fucking be single. Or yeah. if you want to have, if you want to have that home life where someone's waiting at you, waiting at home for you, I'm sorry, and you want to sling dick, then enter a polyamorous yeah. relationship. If you if you are not, a, if you're out there doing that shit and then trying to preach about being monogamous or being in marriage, what you're doing is basically a, you're cheating, but you want to be basically polyamorous. Just find someone that's into polyamory, agree on terms and then you you both can do you know whatever you want maybe you get that one partner that wants to stay at home and will let you go out and sling your dick or you get that partner where you know they want to go out and have their fun too 
and then you just meet at the same place and raise kids together or whatever arrangement Striking you vipers. get. Striking vipers. Yeah, I mean, you know, just agree <laughs> to that. If you're not if you're not happy being in a monogamous relationship or you're not being true to your partner, you should either before you start slanging, either start talking about being polyamorous. If they're not about it, then break up. Find someone that is before you I'm start just, fucking being out there. I'm just going to throw this out there, too, because, again, we, none of us are in their marriage. Some people on the on the uh, the slit or on the low, um, actually, they look like a regular marriage and they're, it's truly an open marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have. They have some agreed upon terms if they know. where, yeah. you, you know, you're if you're in another state or every other Saturday, they got everybody's marriage. As long as you're setting those rules and you guys are happy, go ahead. But it doesn't appear that that's what was going on here. Oh, no. It seems like he's I, shitty. Obviously not. I mean, it, same thing goes with the cuck relationship. I mean, the cuckold <laughs> relationship, they have the they have agreed upon arrangement as well. Well, and this is what what you got to do. What's odd is that I mean, the guy's married. He's mm -hmm. married with a capital fucking M. That guy's probably praying for his fucking life that his current wife does not divorce him and take him for all he's got. Which is why you don't get married. But I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I mean, hold on, real quick. I hope Papa Bear is Good. still in the chat. Um, because a couple of podcasts ago that we meet him did together, um, we were talking. I, I talked about why I'm not married, and mm -hmm. we went over like all these things why I'm not married and like some of the disadvantageous parts about like not being married but being with like a life partner. Uh, Prodigy knows about this. Mm -hmm. I had a new one today. I had a brand new one today oh. about what's up? Me not being married and getting fucked over by the government and the, the military apparently. So we're refinancing our house, and I'm trying. Like last when we bought our home, um, we didn't put uh, Kmac on the mortgage because her her credit score was way lower than mine. Now it's pretty much the same. All right, so we uh, decided this time, hey, our, our credit scores are basically the same, so let's refinance and get her on the mortgage. So going for all that shit, you know, we going through all the paperwork for doing the the refinance. And my mortgage guy, who's also Prodigy's uh, mortgage guy, um, oh. sends me an email. Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's great. Yeah. Joe's good so he sends me an email. He's like, so are uh, you and Kmack married? I was like, no, we've been together for like 10 years. Like, you know, like, we're good. <laughs> like, we're going to stay together. We're partners. And so it was like, oh, well, um, she can't be on the mortgage. Uh, sorry. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I call him <laughs> and I'm just like, the fuck do you mean like i didn't say the fuck do you mean i was like you know i was being polite i was like hey uh so what's the <laughs> issue with like getting her on the mortgage just like oh well because you're getting a, a va slimline mortgage um they don't accept somebody on the mortgage that is not your wife and i was like damn are you fucking serious like not to i mean not to him like in my mind i was just like holy fucking shit yeah. like this is another fucking bullshit ass fucking roadblock that somebody that is not married has to fucking deal with because society is so fucking stupid. Like, why can't I have my girlfriend or anybody else that is obviously financially solvent, has the same credit score as me, why can't we have be on the same fucking mortgage? It's stupid as fuck and it's just dumb 
Puritan ass fucking values, religious bullshit of how we have to be married to do these things. It's fucking stupid. And I'm me and Papa Bear talked about it at the end of like the marriage podcast of like we should like do a bill of like having yeah. like, a third option. Because we should. I don't know why there's no fucking third option for relationships as legal status is because if it's married or single, but there's a lot of shit that you're missing out if you're if you're not married. Like it's there's things that are fucking really difficult to do. Like just like obviously the one that I'm talking about, but um like medical benefits, I can't share anything. Yep. Fucking yep. um when it comes to like just just like trying to put them down as like a um a, not independent but a beneficiary on your shit yep. sometimes is, is di- fucking difficult and it's stupid it's really fucking stupid and it needs the fucking end this is 2021 there there are oh boy you know what i got a lot of words on this one but I'll, I'll just be brief um there are some states where it's much worse and i mean so bad the last time i looked this up was which was in the late 2000s there are states where you just can't get an apartment together yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's, it's, there are some hardcore states' rules and, and county rules um, that are just draconian uh, against a, you know, a couple who love each other. And even if you're, quote unquote, it's a fiance situation <laughs> where, you know, you don't have the same protections and, uh, and, and rights and abilities as, as other folks. Of course, I hate it too. And at the same time, I also don't want the fucking government or the state involved uh, in my mar- or in my relationship very much. <laughs> you know, they're going to be involved to a certain extent, but you know, I, I'd like to minimize that. But uh, yeah, we, just, we, we can go we can go on a whole different tangent on that. Yeah, and I, you know, I yeah. did for like literally like almost two hours with the uh, Papa Bear about marriage, like why the that. fuck I'm not married, and like we went in like I, I went in depth and like. I was glad that he actually um, gave me, like, really good feedback about, like, his marriage and, like, what the Marine Corps um, and, like, you, you know, did for him as far as marriage goes and, like, his commitment to his wife and all that stuff. Like, it was, like, a really – it's it's probably – seriously, I don't know if it's one of our greatest episodes, but it's a really good episode to listen to. If, cool. if, you're, like, if you're wondering about relationships and, like, marriage in general – it's good to hear like both sides. That, that's the reason why I want to say like it's probably one of our best ones, is because because when I went into the episode, I, w- I thought I was just gonna give like kind of like a kind of shitty, depressing for most people view on marriage, but he came mm-hmm. right back. Because when we do episodes, I don't know if anybody knew this shit, but like we usually don't talk about it anymore like what we're gonna say to the person. It's just a fucking yeah. surprise. <laughs> so when he came yeah. back and he was talking about like all the things that he went with like with with his, with his marriage and like the steps that he went through to like keep his marriage together and all those other things. Like it was really, it was really positive for marriage, but then I gave my obviously biased version of marriage. And so it was like a really good back and forth. So you want to hear like both sides, like the pro pros and cons of marriage. Definitely listen to that episode. If you're, if you're not married, if even if you are married and you're just like, maybe it's not for me or maybe it is for you. Mm-hmm. Listen to it anyway, because it would give you definitely both sides of the, of the story, which is, why it's called Balance Exchange. But anyway, yeah, there you go. And and the two members of our cast that are married men are not on here. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, so. They're dealing with the fruits of their marriage. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, um, we got to oh, go ahead. I, I got something for you, Prodigy. I, I, I got I to gotta do this to you. 
What's so that? what's with you and OnlyFans? So apparently, I'm not a hundred percent on your stance on OnlyFans. Yeah. But it 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 seems like you're insinuating that you're not a fan of OnlyFans. Not at all. Yeah. Let, let me clear that up. You talking about like some Facebook posts? So. I don't have any problem with OnlyFans. Obviously, I've posted plenty. In fact, more than almost anybody of people who share stuff uh, from their OnlyFans all over Facebook, all over Twitter. Have you bought all kind of Have, have you put money down on OnlyFans, though? That's the question. Yeah, I have not. I have not. I've, I've, I've shared a whole bunch of stuff, but, um, but I, I haven't personally. But I also don't have a problem with it. I guess my only thing is, you know, we just also have a need to have, I think, for guys an honest conversation like you know hey you're 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 paying just like you would uh in a strip club in a lot of ways for this content and so she does not fucking like you <laughs> just like the strippers don't like you oh, okay. you know what i mean at, at all you know uh in fact a lot of the only fan creators you know I've, I've heard them from themselves out of their own mouth saying not all saying they can't stand a whole lot of these guys but at the same time the, the guys are who's paying them bills like guys paying on only fans um are what keeps only fans going which is fine you can do what you want with your money just like i play pay for some video games and pay for some anime and all this other stuff that's totally fine OnlyFans, again, I don't have any problem with it, but I was just trying to provide some perspective that a sizable majority is guys that like to just pay for the ability, kind of just like at a strip club, to look. That's it. And if you know that going in and you know that they do not like you, then that's your money. Do what you need to do. But just know, you know, like you giving your money to someone online and there's no real tangible benefit you really get like so this at is, the end of the day oh Ninja, okay. go ahead go ahead yeah so to this the reason why i bring this up for those of you who are like oh where's this coming from um prodigy put out this statement because this is his own words he says and i quote all right here we you go you hate men but you need them to buy your only fan content input so my problem per se with this this i mean you kind of like kind of finagled a little bit but like you were saying the vast majority of these men yeah no no hold on but you were trying to say that the vast majority of the content consumers were men which is probably most likely true but there are women (laughs) not even probably (laughs) come out and said that hey i'm paying for only fan content as well and sure they're not hating me or i don't hate them or whatnot but another thing is like these are people that are putting out content and they're charging people for it and like for the most part they don't really even have to see them face to face like in some cases they don't really like know if there's even a guy or a girl maybe from their like um their profile or their handle or whatnot now i like you have seen uh content creators uh say that they have been frustrated 
and or irritated for some of their male clientele and the ones that i have talked to have posted why and it has been men that act like they're their property they're like hey i paid you money you owe me this you basically owe me your body because i paid you this amount you're a cunt a whore you you need to do this for me because i'm giving you 7.99 or whatever i own you for this amount and and it's not just like a small number of dudes it's not like one to five dudes or even 10 dudes it's more okay. than that hold, sometimes hold, there's hold on. magnitude to this okay hold on hold on let, let, let's I know you want to go on to your, your second point, but let me just clarify. Never once have I been like, oh, it's perfectly fine for some dude to completely belittle somebody who's an only fan creator. I have never said that. I just want to be real clear that I've never said that. And then the other thing I want to be real clear on is that um, <laughs> there have been, and we've talked about it on the show, some people who have had only fan uh, account, I think Bella Bella Divine, right? Wasn't that her name? The Bella Bathwater chick. Yeah, yeah. the ba- or, yeah, the, the one the one who was the, the one who chick? said, yeah. yeah, the one who was like, I got an OnlyFans. It's gonna have uh, nudes on here, but it didn't have the nudes on there. And oh, a lot of she, pe- a lot of people felt does, like they she were. She does now though. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, which is at the time, which a lot is, of time, which is kind of weird. Lot, at that but, time, yeah. people felt that she fooled them, and I don't think that's cool. But I don't, I don't think it's cool to say whatever the fuck you want to somebody online. I've never been cool with that. So, I yeah, but my point is, I didn't say that you did, but I'm saying from the content creator's point of view, they're getting a lot of responses like this, which would put them in that mindset, like, I hate these guys. Maybe it's not all of them. Then maybe they just did this, you know, at that time, at that moment, they're getting a lot of, like, hate based on... And they could be showing, you know, head-to-toe stuff, and they're still getting this vitriol stuff but if i believe if they truly did did not like men they would not be on only fans like showing all their goodies there would be a lot less content providers if they really hated men that much but it's like you're saying it's basically a virtual strip club where you really don't yeah. have to see who you're dealing with all you got to do is put content up and then charge people for it. Now, there are some content providers that will personalize content for you using your name or whatnot, you know? So, I mean, they don't necessarily have to like you. They didn't have to fucking know you, but that doesn't mean that, um, that they hate men. They, maybe they like what they're doing. I mean, obviously they do because some of them have been able to buy a house or a car. All right, so let me just, because of what they're doing. There are things that are bothering me on this whole conversation. So, Prodigy, do you have, like, actual examples of, like, OnlyFans, content creators, talking shit about men? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of them. Yes, I've seen some. Yes. All right. Because, I I mean, I'm not on OnlyFans. But I will also say that I have paid for porn. So, I think that if you are a fan of, like, a specific person and you, you know, you like them a lot, you should probably pay for their shit because they're putting out a performance and obviously you like what they're putting out. So... You know, do it. And when we had Ella Darling on, she kind of changed, not changed my mind, but she brought it more to like the aspect of, hey, this person is literally doing something that you like. Like, why aren't you paying them for what you like? So that changed like part of my mind of like paying for porn. Um, sure. But yeah, like if women are out there like that, I would, you know, first of all, I, I need to see them saying like, you know, fuck dudes, but also 
buy my nudes. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Um, but if it doesn't exist, then yeah, I mean, there's no real argument. But yeah, I think that I, OnlyFans exists for a reason. But I think that also, you know, if, if dudes are out there saying, that, hey, I paid my, you know, whatever X amount of dollars that, you know, basically do whatever I want you to do, like all the time. Yeah, that's like, those are people. So definitely yep. not that. And I, there's dudes out there that are like that. I mean, Jesus Christ, we just had sure. a guy, you know, a week ago that went and shot up a bunch of people because he had quote unquote sex addiction for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> I, I've never heard of like sex addiction. Me, that was an excuse to like go out and kill people. That seems incredibly mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, like Jesus Christ, man, buy some porn and jack off. Done and done. And, and, and bu- and bypassing every single strip club in Atlanta while <laughs> doing it. Like, what the yeah, fuck? yeah. Like, like def- no, come on now. They will definitely, um, somebody will fuck you. Especially <laughs> if you have money. Yeah, if you had enough money to buy a gun, guess what? You had enough money to buy some pussy. You did. So, you did. Yeah, think about that hey, shit. There's even sites that are on there where women are giving away for free. Yeah. I mean, so I'm just saying. No, it's, it's never free. It's not. There's, there's always a cost. Yeah, there, there is a cost. Mm-hmm. Whether it's intangible or intangible, there's always just the same thing with dick. Listen, ladies, yeah. I'm, I'm with you with your plight. All right. Listen, there's there's like a lot of um, intangible costs that come with like getting some dick. Or if mm-hmm. if you happen to be like you know not heterosexual, there's probably some yeah. intangible you know cost of having a relationship with anybody or having sex with anybody of whatever gender or sexuality or whatever the fuck you, you, you're thinking about, there are intangible costs that you have to pay at some point in time. And the, the thing that makes a good relationship is like, how much are you willing to pay um, in that cost? You know what I mean? Because there's like... <laughs> yep, yep. You know? There is. Like, Surprise, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you yeah, mean. <laughs> how much you're willing to pay in, in those intangible costs. And... You might hit the limit, but I mean, if you love somebody, you know, there's, you, you love them and you, you do what you need to do. And there's good, yeah, sorry, good days and bad days with that too. It, it's not, it's not static. No, no, it's not. And this, this, even though I talk shit about dudes giving like shitty relationship advice, I'm being real honest. So I never heard any fucking person giving like relationship advice out like this. It's like, listen, there are intangible costs out there that we both pay and we all know it, but we don't fucking talk about it. All right, yeah. but you know, there's some shit that you might do that your partner can't stand, or that you do that your partner can't stand, and until you and, and until you talk about it, it's gonna keep going. And if you're in a long long term relationship, that shit fucking snowballs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it fucking snowballs. So you need to talk about it sooner rather than later. So that that's my shitty YouTube advice <laughs> <laughs> for people is is communicate. But that's it. That's to me, it's not bad advice. Like communicate yeah, with yeah. with your partner. But uh, I, I will say this: your statement about uh, you hate men, but you need to uh, Prodigy's statement about you hate men, but you need them to buy your OnlyFans content. Uh, there are men on OnlyFans that have their content. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's oh, that's apples and oranges, man. Hold Come on, on man. On. <laughs> uh, 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 of course, the, yeah. Here's the asterisk. Yes, there are some men. Yes, there are some quotas on there. I get all of that. And and here's the thing: live your life with your money. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. All I'm trying to also say is, let's be real, and let's not let's not beat around the fucking bush. The overwhelming majority of the female content creators posting lewds and nudes on OnlyFans 
are financially supported by dudes paying money, just like it is at a strip club. Like I, I use that analogy all the time. That that's what pays your fucking shit. Like you know what I mean? Now I, I get it. You know you may not like all the dudes who are. Some of them are rude. I, I get all that. I truly do. But it's the dudes paying. That that's why the OnlyFans exists. Do we need to have Ella, Do we need to have Ella back on here? To like give level <laughs> or to like yeah. actually understand because i feel like hold on i feel like honestly probably all of us on the podcast right now are speaking from a non-educated uh aspect of the industry oh yeah for sure because so, none of us uh, by our own admittance none of us have an only fans like account none of us no none of us pay for any of that content not that specific chose... not that specific site no yeah, no, but but, uh, but I, mean, I, have, I can't I can't speak for Stitch or or Blue. I mean, maybe they have one on oh, on the DM. Hold on, just, just to be clear though, I don't I don't I don't want to have a misconception out there. Of course, I've paid for porn. Of course, I've paid for strip clubs. Of course, I've paid for DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot. I'm about to buy interspecies reviewers probably ne- tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> on Blu-ray. So you know, I'm not so fucking cheap. Oh, like Prodigy doesn't ever support any fucking porn. Nah, motherfucker. I, you know I fucking do. I'm just saying. I, in my unscientific opinion, it seems to me like when I talk to people who do pay and who do create, it seems like it's very skewed with men paying for female creators. Well, I, I, if I'm, I'm wrong on that, no, if I, I'm wrong I, on that, I'm wrong. I have no doubt about that, but I, I would like to have her. Let, let's just do it. Let's have her back on to just to talk about this specific subject. Sure. And be like, hey, are are, are guys? Do you actually fuck? I don't know. I don't even know if you want to talk well, about well, it. Yeah, we'll word it yeah, up. Because, I mean, because Stitch, well, Stitch, had, Stitch had some thoughts on this as well. So we can brainstorm about this and get her on here. So we have like plenty of content to to talk, ask her about. So it's a great subject. Yeah, because she's like my, my go-to person when it comes to porn. Right, because she's, oh, she's cool as fuck. She's very smart. Not that nobody in porn is smart, but um, <laughs> I know her person. You know, we know her personally. Like we, we got to yeah. meet her and yeah. have drinks with her and shit like that. So... Um, which is random, by the way. Totally fucking random. The fact that mm-hmm. we got to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely feel uh, appreciation towards even knowing her. Uh, but yeah, uh, anytime yeah. we have to come with like these these porn things like this, anyway, I like to have her opinion on it. To see like what it's actually like from like an actual uh, porn content creator. Um, yeah. And, what it's like. And if, if she or others confirm, hey, you know, you're way off. It's, you know, it's... 90% uh, lesbian women favor. <laughs> okay, then I will be wrong and I'll, I'll admit it and I'll, well, I'll move on. Well, it's not just, but, hold on. You're, I think, to be honest, man, with you, is that yeah. you're you're kind of skirting like what Onidji was talking about. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, well then what is it? What he's talking You made statements of um, basically like women that are, have OnlyFans accounts that are talking about like fuck all men, but also give me your money. That That's mm-hmm. what he was saying before. Yeah, and I but I also mentioned that I've seen that directly from them. Yeah, so. Well, that, that well that's why I want to have Ella Darling on to see like, is that really prevalent? That's what I'm talking about. Like, is, is that okay. like a like it, maybe what you're seeing it might be skewed one way or the other. I don't know. Maybe it can be more, it can be less. But I'd like to have her opinion on people that. Um, but also get some like a thing of like I don't want to fuck with her money. So mm-hmm. you know if, you if she confirms that it is on prodigy side maybe we can just have a, like a private conversation 
Possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, also, I've I've seen an article recently about the emergence or the surge in OnlyFans from last year, and if if the numbers are like as far as content creators are huge, like if you have ten thousand content creators versus a hundred thousand content creator, I think it's hard to say out of like a hundred percent or even ninety percent. Of female content creators out of a hundred thousand people, hate men. That's kind of uh... oh yeah. And, and and just to be very clear, because you did quote me, never once did I say, "Oh, all women say this." I never said that. It it's implied by your statement. Oh, come on, <laughs> you used direct quotes, and now you talk about. I did. I did use. <laughs> we go. On, we go. On a, we go. On a, we go to Zack Snyder. Come on. Mm. Um, oh Jesus. So. <laughs> 2017, we had the theatrical release of the uh, DC movie, DCEU movie. Huh? Uh, this one was pretty much almost universally like mid to hated on. Uh, Whedon jumped in there mid-production. We know Zach had a family emergency with his daughter dying. Um, so, you know, nobody wished him ill will based on that. He left the project. We had the theatrical release. It was pretty much a hot mess from almost everybody's opinion. Uh, on Thursday night, after literally years of <coughs> a whole bunch of real rabid hardcore Snyder fans, which I've never been one, uh, <laughs> HBO Max dropped a Zack Snyder four-hour uh, production of Justice League. And it's... It's a lot of new material. Let, let's start with that. Um, old Ninja, get in here. I know you've seen this. Uh, first of all, did you enjoy it? And uh, do you have any highlights from a differential standpoint? Because everybody's going to, of course, compare it to the theatrical one from 17. Uh, before I, I go into it, uh, I think, Cronus, you haven't seen this? Is that correct? No. I have not. I mean, you can spoil it if you want, but I, it doesn't fucking matter to me. Keep going. I, I, I'll watch it eventually. I'll, I'll get up in a minute, I guess, take a piss, but... Uh. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, the movie is in six or seven parts, so you mm -hmm. can, like, take breaks. So it gives you a perfect spots where you can stop, leave, do what you gotta do, go to work or whatever, and then come back and pick up where you left off. I sat and watched the whole thing in one sitting. You know, I had food and my drink and just sat there and just went at it. Um, obviously, a four-hour film is going to be different from a um, two-and-a-half-hour film or two-hour film or whatnot. There was definitely, definitely huge differences between the theatrical version and the, um, and the Snyder Cut. Um, the Snyder Cut is an R-rated film. Yep. Um, it's also shown in a different aspect, and it, it, there's a disclaimer when you start the film about why the, that is, and um, it starts your journey like that. And uh, I will say, just really quickly overall, the tone of the film is way different than the 2017 one. Um, I felt like this story was definitely fleshed out. I felt like um, this was probably why Ray Fisher was super upset is because his whole storyline was basically cut out of the 2017 one. It was super condensed, whereas this one, he actually mattered. Like, we got, like, backstory on him. We got 
pretty much his origin story we got his story in here we got more about the flash in this we see iris um i guess a lot of people don't understand that that woman he saves in the car was uh iris uh well she will be iris west i forget her maiden name it's uh something else but but yeah they're it was super different. I think the one who actually kind of not nerfed, but like got less screen time was Superman himself. Uh, he, you probably, you probably see him the least out of yeah. this whole film. Um, there's obviously super extended scenes, like the Amazon scene from the original is way condensed versus this one. There's a huge sequence in uh, Themyscira. There's a huge stuff we got to we got to get to the lore of the mother boxes as well um the history of them that scene that we saw in 2017 where you know they show the past was way more fleshed out in this one a lot more moving parts um overall i enjoyed it actually this was definitely an improvement for me over the 2017 one i i wasn't i went in with low expectations i expected this to be more like um incoherent stuff just a bunch of like lens flares and more fighting or whatnot but there was more story content there was a lot of content that you know brought i think more depth it wasn't as humorous as the 2017 one i felt like i felt like there was a lot more um urgency a lot more seriousness there was you know um impending doom you know that was in this film that I, I actually felt versus the first one I was like I didn't give a shit about Stephen Wolf that much I was just waiting for them to beat his ass and be done but then we got to see Stephen Wolf's real motivations and what he was about so that changed so, that changed a lot of the movie for me I'll just thought I'll say it um the Whedon the Whedon version it was rough we all admit that it, it was rough um that doesn't mean I'm some crazy Snyder bot, you know what I mean? But uh, this, to me, is just a hands-down better movie. I, I I don't see how anybody could watch it and not think that it's better than the 17 version. Um, now, I will say it's it, it's certain nothing's going to be perfect. I, I totally get you on that. Um, you know, and obviously there's always going to be MCU comparisons. That's the whole nature of the, the two big two, you know, Marvel and DC. Um, I feel like I like this better than Age of Ultron for certain, you know, um, and, and, and some MCU movies, not all. Um, but it, like Old Ninja was saying, it definitely felt rated R. And yeah, I'm going to give some spoilery stuff out here. Um, I really like Alfred in this. I really do. I felt like Jeremy Irons is already this really accomplished actor. We saw him kicking ass in the Watchmen, uh, HBO Watchmen earlier, and he gets a lot more to kind of play with. But um, Cyborg and his fucking family, man, like it was touching at times to see his relationship with his father, his relationship with his mother, and just kind of how that impacted his uh, relationship with the team overall. And then you know, again, I put out the spoiler disclosure. We get to see Darkseid, and he's, you know, in some trailers or whatever. He's fucking badass. He's, you know, this big-ass fucking menacing, uh, you know, alien with the Omega Beams. Like, that's 
if you're a fan of comic books, a fan of like DC lore, just being able to see Dark Side with Omega Beams is going to be fucking cool to you. You know, like full stop on that. Um, the other thing is <laughs> Ray Fisher got cheated. And he also had a whole lot of accusations against Whedon. Whedon is dealing with a mountain of allegations uh, from way back into the Buffy days, uh, all the way up until uh, Justice League. So I don't know what's true and I don't know what's not, but uh, everybody is rightly so shitting on the Whedon version even more so after seeing this in general. I'm talking in general. And it also, even though we started with Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon at the top of the show, this felt like a bigger event and sucked some of the air out of the room in terms of everybody, at least in my feeds on Twitter and Facebook, they were discussing this shit. Like it was, it was the topic du jour for several days and it still is because both the hardcore Snyder heads and some of the middle of the road fans are now like, I want to see this continue. Warner Brothers, what's next? How do we continue on this fucking story? Because I care now where I didn't in 2017. I'll, I'll pause there. Old, old digit. So I will say on my feeds, on my social media, my interactions, it's been 50-50 as far as Winter Soldier versus um, the Snyder Cut. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, it's been it's been either one or the other. Literally flip-flopping between heads, especially with the whole U.S. agent thing. The memes have been pretty furious with that. And then everything else was memes about the Snyder Cut. And um, now the new thing now versus back in 2017, 2018 was release the Snyder Cut. Now it's restore the Snyder Snyderverse. So now the continuation of Snyder's... Um, version of the DCEU EU, everyone wants to see well what would happen if we continue from this story what's going to happen now what are we going to see how does this affect the rest of the DCEU we want to see that now and it seems like Warner Bros is like well nah fuck y'all we already spent 70 million and let him do this and now we're going to do whatever we want and I'm like well yeah. that's going to be kind of weird moving forward now Here's the thing. I mean, they opened Pandora's box or the mother of Pandora's mother box. Um, we have a situation where there's a precedent now. The Snyder cult, and it is certainly a cult, uh, you know, shout out to our boys uh, from uh, Culture Junkies on that. Um, they went hardcore for years with this campaign. I didn't believe it existed. I didn't, or maybe it was on the cutting room floor and the Warner Brothers didn't give a shit. Well, they obviously gave a shit because they gave this this dude $70 million plus and this looks like a much more polished, finished version. So there's a precedent, at least in their minds, that we're going to get some more of this one way or another, either through HBO Max or theaters or some kind of way. Um, but, you know, once you've, you've done this and it looks like a hit, for most people, not everybody, but for most people's, you know, expectations, and my expectations were low going in, uh, you know, you're going to have to answer to them. You know what I mean? They, they're they chomping at the bit. They're foaming at the fucking mouth to get some more uh, fucking shit with Darkseid and Soups and the Trinity and all of that. So, we'll fucking see. Now, and before I let you get in, 
I will say I've been real anti Ezra. You know, I, I've never really gotten on board. I don't hate him as much. I still don't like him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like him nearly as much as, as my boy from uh, CW. But uh, he's much more tolerable in this because of what he's doing and the scenes that they removed. And, oh, yeah. I, well, and I get a 180 on Cyborg. Go ahead. Um, so I want to squeeze in some of the other stuff that we have on the docket into this discussion because, yeah, going forward is going to be weird because people are going to be like, well, I watched the Snyder Cut and we still have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. How does this tie into this other stuff? We know that uh, Henry Cavill has a new deal and he's going to be in future projects, but yet we have stuff like Shazam. Uh, coming out because Shazam and the uh, Fate of the Gods, I be- or Fury of the Gods, I believe, is the next one. They just casted Helen Mirren. How's that, you know, uh, affected from the Snyder Cut? Uh, they just casted uh, Pierce Brosnan to be Doctor Fate. We're gonna see live action Doctor Fate in Black Adam. Black Adam comes into conflict with the Justice League a few times as well as Shazam. So how does that? Um, percolate down after the Snyder Cut. How does this weave into it? Are they going to just fucking ignore everybody now and well, just not just like acknowledge that these heroes are, you know, here before them? Are they going to interact? Are they going to help out any of that kind of stuff? Is there any of that going to happen now? Here's the bigger thing. Like, and you mentioned great DC product projects that we don't know. They're question marks. I think the bigger one, though, is this um, Batman movie without Ben Affleck, you know, and how that plays in, because this is certainly setting up a Ben Affleck Batman movie. I got the sense of that, you know, uh, with Deathstroke um, at at, at some point. I don't know if that's going to happen. And maybe that's in the future. And this one is in, you know, the early days of Batman. And so maybe you can certainly have both. I don't know which Joker you know, is going to be the premier Joker for DC right now, because you certainly have Joaquin, who won awards and did a billion-dollar movie on his own without Batman, and then you have Leto in this, you know, and, you know, most people shit on his Suicide Squad one, but is he is he still back in the mix? You know what I mean? There's more questions than answers. Yeah, they, they yeah. kind of, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> him, well, not maybe him, this part is not on him. Actually, I'll say that. It's not on him. The people that decided to do the DCEU, they fucked up entirely from the get-go. They tried to be... They tried to pull in the fame of the MCU with, like, trying to build in, like, this whole, like, Avenger-style movie thing. And they fucked it up, like, from the jump. I mean, what, what they should have done is had individual movies about the individual characters... And then in the movie, that would have been the Avengers, you know, formula. But they didn't. They did, like, one or two, and they half-assed it. And they tried to, like, jumble the rest in, in like, one movie. And it was fucked up. So if that's what happened to Zack Snyder, then I kind of feel bad for him that he did that. And then his daughter died. So that, that fucked up even more things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's not... Um, I need to watch the movie, but, you know, even the old movie, the way they, they wrote them... They just were not really cohesive. They weren't really well done. Um, so we'll see about when I watch like the the Zack Snyder cut. But I still would. I still feel like you know Justice League could have been done better if they would have done individual movies. 
to introduce to you all the characters first and then have them all come together and then do like a whole movie. But they didn't. So, and they, they, they're trying to backtrack now and trying to like do all they can to like make it seem like they're important. But listen, DC has already moved on. We already have a new Batman. We all know this. Like, I don't know why people are pretending like Ben Affleck's going to still be the next Batman. No, he's not. You know, it's, it's Robert, Robert Pattinson. We all know this. The movie's already fucking made. Um, Wonder Woman, still there. Um, I know there's going to be another Aquaman. Um, if they're going to do another Flash, is, is it going to be Ezra, whatever his name is? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, so there, is it going to be a Cyber movie? No, not even announced. So these are things that uh, DC and the DCU really needs to rectify, you know, going forward with, with DC movies. And, and it's going to be a serious issue with them um, for a long time coming. Like, it's way easier to erase what you, what you fucked up in the past if you let time go on. But what they didn't do, you know, right now, like they just they just dropped this, you know, this this Snyder cut with actors that were in, you know, this movie that are not gonna be in the DC universe going forward. And we all know this. So it's like it's gonna be really weird for like viewers to like watch these things going forward. Yeah. I think I Yes and no. I mean, yeah, Momo is in. Momo is definitely in. It seems like, and it seems like Gal is in. But we, we, you're right. We don't know about Flash. We don't know about Cyborg. Not even I will say this: there, there, there's more. Yeah, we don't know about we don't know about Cavill for sure. We really don't. Um, I'd say that there is much more interest in Cyborg than there ever was after this, and I think there's slightly more interest even in uh, Ezra's Flash than there was prior. But you still have to. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. You still have to make movies. You know what I mean? You still have to actually, you know, get it together and get that on fucking screen. Um, and then the other thing in the mix is we're getting a sequel by James Gunn, who, we, you know, we all like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, he, and he did two of them. He's doing Suicide Squad. So maybe that's a whole re- uh, rebooted 180 that uh, will, will look better. Because, again, I, I like Gunn as a director in general. But how that fits in, more questions than fucking answers. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's all, re- I, all I can do is take it at, at, at face value for this as it's as a standalone in, entity for now. Yeah, it's just it, it, for the DCU, it's it's really messy for them right now, and, and it's a shame because you know in the comics they are they're doing they're doing really well in the comics right now, even though I'm basically a month fucking behind in my comics. But uh, mm-hmm. even with, with my issues with Future State. Um, with having like me paying for extra comics in a comic, like it's fucking bullshit. But um, the future state stuff is pretty good. I know they're gonna get back to like their main storylines soon, probably already because I'm a month behind. Um, but you know they they're definitely doing a better job than most Marvel comics as far as like you know DC comics go. But they're just they've been consistently fucking it up for the past you know. 10 plus years with their movies and it, it the, the proof is in the pudding you know look at the look at the sales when it comes to marvel movies versus uh dc movies you know and they're like oh what about the animated animated universe doesn't make fucking shit in dollars yeah they're great movies i'm with you there but nobody's fucking wa- like n- nerds like us we watch them but the vast majority of people they're not watching that because they're not the actual releases you know, nope. yes, they're good, but nobody's fucking. They're not getting anywhere near the amount of money as like an Avengers or an Endgame 
or even a goddamn uh, fucking. What, I'm trying to think of like the worst or the least selling MCU movie out there. Like, they're, they're, they're nowhere they're near. Making a lot of them are making north of Ant-Man monies, you know? Maybe Ant-Man money. That's the thing I was thinking of Ant-Man, yeah. But if they're making Ant-Man money, I'd be surprised because there's no theatrical release. It's all home video, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you start yeah. talking about animated. But, um, yeah, I, there's there's a lot of DC lore in this one. Uh, you know, we, we get additional Justice Leaguers. There's a lot going on um, in terms of the... It's a cliche word, but some of the world building um, that I, I really didn't expect, but I didn't know what to expect. I went in with low fucking expectations. Again, I was actually impressed with this one. It, it was, okay. I, I would have to say, the upper echelon of uh, for the DCEU, uh, the DCEU movies, and it felt like like a better version of like the ultimate edition of the uh, the Beavis. Um, but with more going on, more meat to it in a lot of ways. Oh, did you did you have any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, just really quickly to um, piggyback on it. Yeah, there was definitely like you can tell, you can kind of tell like the new stuff, especially with Willem Dafoe. Because yeah. like, what the fuck is he doing in this? And then I see what he did. He better connected this to Aquaman, 2018's yep. Aquaman. All those like new scenes kind of answered a bunch of questions that people had like why is this why is he not wearing his mother's stuff what's going on with this and i thought he was in atlantis in um the 2017 justice league and all that's no and it explains to you why like you see these scenes about why these things happen and it explains better the it, it's like a prologue to um aquaman mm-hmm. so you see that we like you say we see other justice leaguers um like their introduction per se, um, or what they're going to potentially become later on. And I felt like this cleaned up a lot of stuff for me. And I went in with low expectations too. And I felt like this explained a lot more to me. Um, this set up a lot more for the rest of the, the universe, the rest of the DCEU. Cause I'm like, okay, this is the jump off I was expecting and, or wanted. And this, this gave me that. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Now this makes more sense. Now I can see these other films like Shazam, um, potentially Dr. Fade, if they do uh, Zatanna, which is supposed to be coming out. Um, you know, they're supposed to start filming soon. All these other projects can literally jump off from this project. And we're probably not going to get that. I, I will say this too. Um, I'm not putting words in their mouth, but just judging from the sidebar reactions that I've had with them, uh, both Stitch and blue i believe enjoyed this movie quite a bit as well um, oh yeah they, yes they did yes they did. yeah when they come back on they can give you their own take you know but i don't th- i don't think this was anywhere close to that 2017 rubbish and you know we'll, we'll fucking see you know what i mean and, and it, on a, a side note i will say i mean i'm happy if you were a hardcore fan all this time you know what i mean now you shouldn't have done some of the the shitty online troll bullshit that you did for four or five years. But if you've been a respectful fan of, you know, Man of Steel or Beavis or whatever, and you just really wanted to see uh, a faithful adaptation, you know, I'm really happy for you. You know what I mean? You you believed when the entire rest of the world was like, this ain't gonna fucking happen, man. It's fucking too late. That ship has sailed. 
and you know, Warner Brothers drew your fucking bone. So uh, enjoy your fucking flowers or whatever, and you know, uh, everything else from from now on is up in the fucking air. We will goddamn see. Yeah, it's like uh, Raylo all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Raylo, the Raylo shippers were right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I have a question for Old Ninja. You had, I'm pretty sure it's you because you're the only person on here that plays a fucking Xbox. You fucking caveman. Oh. But anyway, you well, played okay. Outriders on the Xbox? No, 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 no. So, uh, Outriders is supposed to be out April 1st, I believe, which is next week. Yeah. And they were taking pre-orders on both, uh, I think, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. So, the announcement came about like a week ago that uh, Outriders is going to be on Game Pass when it launches. So if you pre-ordered beforehand, you're basically losing money provided that you have Game Pass. So if you already have Game Pass, it's in your best interest to cancel your pre-order and then just wait for it to drop on the first and then download it on the Game Pass when, it, when it's available. quite strange. Yeah, unless you want the disc. If you want the disc version, then keep your, your pre-order going and... And just pay the rest out when you get it. But yeah, if you once it drops, it's going to be on Game Pass day one. So who's who's the studio again? Is this Square? People can fly. Yeah, yeah people, Square yeah. next. I yeah. think and I think Square is the publisher. Yeah, it's so the same. It's the same studio that did a bunch of uh, Gears of War game. Gears Gears of War games. Ooh. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. I seem to like. I I can't. All right, listen. Every studio ever. All right. If I'm playing a game solo. And I pause it, and I turn my game off, and I, you know, put it in sleep mode, and I turn it back on. I should not have to log into a fucking server and lose all my progress. Ooh. I can't fucking stand that as a solo gamer. The fact that um, it's a huge deterrent for me to do that. To like, if I pause it and like put it in sleep mode, I expect to come back to the exact game that I was playing. Not I got logged out because the servers were offline because I logged out. Um, fuck you. Like, stop it. If I'm playing solo. Just make it a solo iteration. I should not need to fucking connect to a server and keep my fucking session alive. It's just, it, it's fucking stupid. So, uh, I got a question for you. I haven't played, even though I keep saying I was going to, but is there, um, like, a social area within the game? Kind of like Destiny's yeah. Tower? Or yeah. Like, okay, that's yeah. probably why. It, it's, but it, it's, I, if I'm playing solo, I'll fucking need it. You know? Mm. Like, look at, uh... Uh the Borderlands? No, well Borderlands, yeah, but um more to the point is the Call of Duty. Right? Mm -hmm. So well, I'm playing Call of Duty. Actually no, it happens in that shit too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but but that it, it, but that's that's not story driven. When I, when I'm playing if I'm playing Call of Duty like uh the campaign, I can pause mm -hmm. it and turn the game off and then come back on. But I'm playing like Call of Duty um like out zombie Zombies. outbreak then does the same thing yeah but it's like listen if i'm playing solo like why the fuck do i need an internet connection why are you not saving my session in here like it's it, this is all it's all just software there's no people involved please stop it that'd be nice that'd be nice i, I mean I, i've heard positive things about this title i'm i'm waiting to see what the launch reviews are going to be yeah you know what i mean i i you know i don't want to I don't want to get uh, Cyberpunk, the Avengers, you know, fooled. And so let, let's see what they actually say. But I will give credit where credit's due. 
if you got an Xbox, that sounds dope as fuck, but it's going to be on Game Pass at launch. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, Do I mean, you win? I mean, that's cool. But. I mean, listen, Xbox needs some fucking wins. I talk a lot of shit about Xboxes. A lot of shit. But I, I, I own um, three or two or three of them. So, I mean, like, I buy Xboxes. I play them. I've had no reason to buy Xbox uh, One because there's, there's a Series X. Oh, the Series X, yeah. Because I have an yeah. Xbox One. Sorry, I definitely have one of those. It's collecting dust in my garage, but I have no reason to, to buy the Xbox Series X right now because right there's no fucking games. There's none that I want to play right now. You know, cool. I, I'll, I'll play uh, Halo when it comes out to shit on it later. <laughs> Love shit. I, I hate playing them, and I, and I, I pass pretty much all of them except for like ODST. I don't think I have ODST, but um, I like to oh, know. Wait, what, you don't, you don't have ODST. You never played ODST. I don't think so. I might have. I don't know. But I, I like to know like what I'm hating on. So I, you know, <laughs> I, I have my valid, my valid complaints about the Xbox and their whole ecosystem. But right now, like yeah. you're not giving me anything to make me uh, buy your system. Like seriously, like what? What is the killer app for the Xbox Series X right now? That, Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, they always they always tout. I mean, you can tell it all, Ninja, but they they always tout Game Pass. But I will say before you go into Game Pass, um, I am interested and very very curious. I think everybody's on pins and needles on what they're going to do with all of these uh, Bethesda IPs. Yeah, but that's, they're, they're big IPs. That's years it's on not the right now. Yeah. I, I get the fact that it's not right now. And that's why I said, we'll wait and see. But I'm curious what they're going to do. I, I, I everyone, everyone's curious, because that's, a, that's a, a, like, a bunch of studios. Like, it is. Uh, and like some of them were already working on games. Like Bethesda's working on a new IP. Like I said, Starfield. We have no idea what they're going to do with that. That could become an exclusive. Yeah, I mean, if those are I exclusives. Mean, I'll, I will definitely. I mean, I'll, eventually, obviously, I'm, I'm going to pick up an Xbox Series X. It's going to happen. But you need to give me an excuse to like to buy it. Right now, I I have literally no reason to buy the fucking console because you have no content on it, and I just I don't fucking get it. Like, how are you? They they basically they're giving the Microsoft is giving the world the Japan status because they know that they don't they don't sell fucking shit in Japan. So why develop anything in Japan? And that's what the whole world is getting right now. Like, oh, yeah, here comes the new console. It can do all these fucking things except play our exclusive games because we have no exclusive games. Like, this is like... They're going to go literally almost an entire year of, like, no real compelling exclusive content. At least to me. Old Ninja, you could prove... Like, tell me what what you bought on the Xbox Series X. If you even have Uh... one. Wait, what was the last part? You could... Do you have an Xbox Series X? No, I don't have a Series X. Okay, I have the, so... I have the one still. Because I'm, I'm waiting... I'm waiting to buy that. I, I don't have a PS5 either. So I'm kind of waiting to see... So I'm probably going to buy both of them when something I feel is... I guess warranted for me to get the system to play certain games. Yeah. Like, uh, Returnal's kind of one of them. That's pretty good. Like... Yeah, it does look good, but um, I, I still might kind of wait a little bit. Um, the only game, it, I mean, you can play it on multiple systems, but it, I guess it plays the best on the Series X is um, uh, Gears Tactics. But 
Tactics is kind of like this turn-based game, and I'm not a huge fan of turn-based games. So, but you can play it on the one as well. So I'm just like, hmm, I guess. And if you have a Game Pass, it's available to you, which is great. But yeah, they just I don't know. I feel like Microsoft has done like huge disservice for the Xbox of like releasing a console with like no real exclusives that are coming out within like six months of the launch. It's like, what the fuck? It, it would have been really interesting to me uh, to see. And I didn't get, obviously, the PS5 at launch, but it would have been interesting to see uh, Spider-Man, Demon Souls, and you know a few others go up against a polished Halo Infinite. That would have been an interesting kind of dichotomy there. You know what I mean? Or matchup. Oh, but, uh, you know. Listen, if Halo, if Halo Infinite, la- la- if that was a launch title, it would have smashed, you know, Miles Morales and Demon's. So Demon Souls doesn't even count because it's a fucking remake. Miles Morales mm-hmm. is basically like a 10-hour game, max. Yeah, so, but, I mean, but, but hold on, hold on. It, it's still a PS5 game. It's a, a PS5 only game. It, like, yeah. No, it, I... What? It's, it, no, it's I not. Like it's, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I said Demon Souls. That's what. Well, no, okay, but okay. yeah, Demon Souls. It's a remake, though, right? So it's a remake of an old game. Yeah. So that doesn't count to me, at all. Wait, you didn't count like Final Fantasy remake or Resident Evil remake? It's not that games? much of a remake. It's so fuck. No, not not for like the for a casual gamer or even like gamers in general. Remakes don't sell it that well. Like not more than a fucking. If there was a Demon Soul, if there was like a new, you know, uh, was it from software? What do they call it? The, the name of the studio? Yeah. From software, yeah, yeah. If there was a new one that came out, yeah, that'd be valid. But you give me a fucking remake. A remake is not going to sell as well as the, you know, the original or some new content. It's, it's not. I thought Final Fantasy sold really well. And, and I know Resident Evil 2 sold well. Resident Evil 2 did sell well. Did it sell yeah. as well as like a GTA 5? Oh no! No, nothing. No, come on. Now, nothing sells like a GTA Five or Call of Duty or you know. I mean, well, why not? Is it because it was a new game with great content that you haven't played before? It's amazing, right? So I can tell you this: uh, Resident Evil Two, at that time, sold better than Resident Evil Five and Six, and in fact, it might have even sold uh, for the first few years better than Resident Evil Seven, which was a new one. I mean, so oh, there, yeah. there is a precedent. Yeah. Did, it, did it sell more than Borderlands 3? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, like, non-remakes that are, you know, decently made content are going to sell better than remakes. That's just the way it is. So, they need to make, you know, new games that are not remakes. Like, don't get me wrong. Remakes are great for, like, nostalgia and, like, you know, getting people to play. But, like, if you got a badass new IP... Or a sequel to a game that's always gonna sell better than a fucking remake. It always is. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me challenge you. You're telling me right now, a Metal Gear Solid remake that looks clean and good wouldn't do more than the Death Stranding from 2019? No. Ooh, I see. You have I... an. All right, listen. You have an old man problem, and it's fine because I have the same old man problem. <laughs> You're assuming that everybody that's going to buy the game is the same age as you, that has this whole nostalgia kick with fucking Metal Gear Solid. They don't. I'm saying that I think the Metal Gear Solid franchise, and we did have one in, on PS4, 
and we obviously have one on PS3. Um, I think that that franchise name has a lot of name recognition, and I think that there is a hunger for a solid remake. Well, I, I, I think uh, it'll sell well. Well, no, so I, I think it'll sell well, but the problem is, is that it'll sell well for people like that. It, remakes sell well for people that played it originally. Yeah, kind of. Well, I, I would have to say with that IP, just like Cronus was saying, people will be more uh, willing to buy a sequel versus a remake with that particular IP. But new, but but new IP, which was Death Stranding versus a remake of Metal Gear Solid on the PS5. You're saying Death Stranding's numbers, which were decent, but didn't, you know, set the world on fire. You said Death Stranding was going to do more. Uh, likely, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of tricky because uh, it it depends on the content itself. Well, I mean. Death Stranding was, you know, received pretty decently, and you know, it's 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 a game that's not for everyone because it's really weird. Sure. You're right. The game, you're right. Death Stranding is it's kind of a it's a weird example. I'm not gonna say a poor example, but what I will tell you though is that most people that think of Hideo Kojima games, um, they're older people that play these games, and that's and just, they're hardcore per- fans. Yeah, to be perfectly sure. honest with you, because like most people that are like younger gamers, they don't know who the fuck Hideo Kojima is. Because he makes okay. games like once every like fucking five years, maybe. Sure. You know, and for for me, you know, it goes back to like Metal Gear on like the NES. That's when I first started playing these games. That's like, oh, like yeah, fucking yeah. thirty plus years ago. You know, I remember. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, thirty yeah. years ish ago. It's a long fucking yeah. time ago, and so they they don't have the same sort of like um, loyalty that I would have for Hideo Kojima. Mm. And so, and, and when you're playing like these really weird like Metal Gear Solid games, they're like they're they're fucking weird, and like even so was, you know, Death Stranding was even weirder. So I don't think that, I think that people give his sorts of games or even like remakes in general, they, they give them way more clout because we remember the originals, and so we're so, hyped because we want to play a remake of an original game. But people that have never played like the it's it's like me when I get into arguments with people like what's the best Final Fantasy. And everybody says seven. I'm like, motherfucking no, it's six. But nobody fucking played six. I played yeah. six because at the time when I when it came out in America when it was three, it was new to me. And I already played yeah. previous Final Fantasy games. But nobody has any idea what the fuck six was. Right? So they're not gonna get excited excited about this shit at all because it was like totally outside of like their whole time of reference. I, I, I get that. I will say though, on for for the Capcom side, like these later Resident Evils, even though some of them have been remakes. Have sold extremely well for the Resident Evil franchise. Like put yeah. it in, in that context. Yeah. Resident yeah. Evil. I agree. With Resident that. Evil yeah. Two, you know, did very very well compared to Resident Evil Seven, the newer one. Same generation coming out. You know what I mean? And I didn't play Resident Evil Two back in the nineties. You know, I, I think there were a lot of people who just got on board the Resident Evil games or kind of go in and out of them. I think it depends. I didn't. I personally did not play any Final Fantasy until remake of Seven. And I was like, okay, I, I, I kind of get at least this aspect of it, and it looked, it seems fun, and I may go back and play some, some of them. But every now and again, a remake can can do decently well. Not all of them. Well, no, I mean, so I, go ahead, Onage. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, uh, I think a better example for, on, uh, I get this kind of this is sides with Chronos again. If you have Overwatch, 
like the 4K edition released with the console versus you have Overwatch 2 released with the console. Mm-hmm. I would say that the sequel would sell way more than people getting just an updated version of, of like, because that's a more recent game. More people are more familiar with that. More mm-hmm. people are playing that. And if you get like an updated 4K edition versus you get the sequel, more people are going to be on board with the sequel than getting like the a remake. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And we're going to see that. We're going to see that uh, sticking with Blizzard. Like we're going to see a remake of Diablo 2. And then I think maybe a year later, we're going to see Diablo 4. I'm almost positive Diablo 4 is going to sell better than the remake of Diablo 2. Even though exactly. Diablo 2 is a classic and beloved. Totally get you on that. And then uh, then I got, I got to fight Stitch tooth and nail about Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition is out next month. You're going to get all three plus all the content. Uh, I suspect it will sell decently, but it's probably not going to do super stellar numbers like you know like a call of duty or anything like that. i i would hope that we'll have to go inside the numbers maybe in a, a couple months i would hope that that trilogy uh bundle whatever would hopefully sell better than andromeda but oh, i could be wrong i would hope so too because andromeda didn't do all that great a lot of people man ended pretty quick but oh, it's for, i mean you're talking about oh it's for it's for a reason though the game was fucked up i need to go yeah. make a play well, well yeah of course so, yeah of course of course, I, I mean, get that. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, but again, that game has a legacy like both of y'all were saying. I mean, imagine a lot of people are going to be able to play the first one with updated controls. Now, mm-hmm. keeping the story from the original and having better combat is appealing to just like a good portion of the Mass Effect community. Yeah, this is the that problem. That alone is kind of a selling point for some. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem that I have of suggesting mass effect to anybody is when i was like okay mass effect is really good but uh just get to the first one as fast as possible that's mm-hmm. why i can tell them like just like the controls are fucking dog shit but the story is oh. good but it's also it's it's like saying that you know i don't even know how to fucking put it in like other terms but it's just like just get through it and deal with it for like so you can bust it out at the end you know it's just <laughs> like I don't know. You want to get fucked with this spike dick to bust an I, yeah. I just it, the, the controls I, I, are terrible. I, I I will say this. I played it. I want to say maybe a two or three years after launch, somewhere in that kind of vicinity. It was still in the in the aughts or whatever. For its time, it didn't feel as dog shit as it feels now. Like you know what I mean? Like just to put it into context, like. Sometimes you go back and play games from the from the mid two thousands, and they don't feel good right now. Like, you know, You're especially about shooters. the first one. The first yeah, the first one. Wasn't that oh six, oh seven? Oh seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, go back and play some oh seven games. I and did. <laughs> it, so, some of them, not all. Some of them got some shitty controls. You know, by today's standards. I, you oh, know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well. Able to play something with updated controls, I'm like, I'm just like, holy shit, this could be, this could be it, you know. But yeah, well, and, and the problem is like when you talk about you know old school controls and uh, especially like first person shooters or even third person shooters, is that you recognize when you play the old ones, it's like, oh, these are the controls that survived. They survived mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. the the gauntlet of like what works and what doesn't work, because in like the PS3 era. 
and the Xbox 360, 360 era, they were going through like this whole transition of like, you know, first person shooters and all this other stuff, like figuring out like what, like what works. It first started like way yeah. back in like the, the Nintendo 64 days of like, how oh, yeah, do you, how do you play, how do you play an FPS on, on a console? And it's been evolving mm-hmm. constantly. And even until today, it's still even not like, they're still constantly trying to evolve upon this formula. You, you can go back and play Modern Warfare 1, which they released for free sometime in 2020 on PS Plus, and that one. It doesn't feel like uh, Modern Warfare that came out in 2019 or Cold War. You know what I mean? Well, well no, hold on. Well, real quick, well, I guess the... It, it, well, I guess I played it on the on the PC, so it's a little different. It, it does play yeah, very similar. Yeah, it, it plays very similar, but I think that there's a lot of like extra they added into it. But the basic gameplay is pretty fucking similar. I, yeah. I think that Modern um, Warfare um, was like probably like it started like the gold standard with first person shooters on modern console first person shooters. Yeah, that was one of the. I mean, uh, so even some I play. I went back and played a game from two thousand three, and like what Cronus was saying, like you can tell that what worked percolated to games that are out coming out today yeah. and when yep. didn't uh perfect example is uh the star wars uh jedi academy game which was like the third in the outcast here or like texans it's like the fourth or the fifth in that whole kyle katarn series but like man some of that it's a little rough but it still works and you can tell my like, oh i can tell like other games that are out today they still use this kind of control scheme Versus other things don't work as well. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, this, this is super dated. But it, it, other ev- things work. Everything else works pretty well. Everything is going to feel dated 10 years from now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. period. You know, in, in 2031, 2041, games from today are going to feel dated. I promise you. It's still going to happen. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I won't have... I'll have my... Yeah. Uh, uh, augmented reality wife <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a new way, thing way different have you guys seen the new uh the new playstation vr controllers yeah oh the ones that look like gloves type things those things yeah the ones that wrap around your hand yeah yeah i mean they're not gloves but i mean there's like a yeah yeah but they have like the glove kind of design even though they're, they're not they have the weird like little thumb things attached to your hand yeah, which this is the way it needs to be. Like, we need to have, you know, modern. And I love the fact that they're putting haptic feedbacks in the uh, the PlayStation controllers. Uh, I'll probably buy the nice PlayStation VR. I have, like, the old school, like, uh, Vive VR, but I haven't played it in, like, forever. Um, I need to. Probably it's going to seem dated now because it was, like, years ago. Probably, like, five years ago. So I'll buy the next PSVR um, for, the, for the PS5 and see how that works. So the new controllers, look they look great. As somebody that has played like a lot of VR games, they look like everything that I want, and having the haptic feedback um, seems pretty incredible. So I hope they release like the specs of like the actual headset. I, I expect uh, something of four or eight K in there, and I expect it to not be cheap. So yeah, mm-hmm. it might cost as much as the console. Yep, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, guys, let. I know we still have stuff, but let, let's wrap this on up. I, I want to save uh, a few things. Hopefully, we have a full cast maybe next time. Um, unless we have any B&Bs. Hold on, real quick. We need to have Blue on for like maybe five minutes next week. Jesus Christ. 
It's bothering me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like well, a. Uh, I feel like somebody that can't give a secret. <laughs> you know. Hold it in. Hold it in. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just give us, give us five minutes, Blue. Five minutes. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next week. Hold. Stay tuned. All right. Old Ninja, what you got popping this week? Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, watching more Falcon and Winter Soldier because that will be, um, oh, that will be, yeah, it'll be Friday, but I'm probably going to watch it like because I get home late from work. So by the time I get home, I've got an hour to like chill and then it's like available. So I'll probably watch it as soon as it drops. Um, so I guess, uh, like I said, there's more uh, content for uh, Avengers. I mean, I have the game. <laughs> the content's free, so I might as well get Black just, Panther, you know, right? Up and... No, it's a uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> no. But Black Panther, yeah, no, no, Black Panther is coming Black... too. Yeah, Black Panther is coming. So they release. Uh, I actually sent this to Prodigy. They Those have a timeline thing. of all the content that's coming. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, motherfucker. What? A timeline has hard dates. I didn't see hard dates on that motherfucker. Did, oh, did no, you? Oh, no, no, no. There, yes, there's hard dates except for the Wakanda <laughs> stuff. Okay. It just says summer of 2021. Uh, Everything uh, else has hard dates. So uh, there's a Wakanda stuff, and then there's a thing at the bottom. They put down at the bottom, said, it'll be released when yeah. you get reparations. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like it. So, yeah, there's, a, there's that. Uh, and then... Um, since I've already seen this, I've known people that have watched the Snyder Cut more than once, but uh, I'm probably just going to, you know, just stick with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I guess uh, the DC TV on CW is back. Some of the stuff is ending actually kind of quick. Like, this is the final season of Supergirl. This will be the final season, final season of uh, Black Lightning. So I've been keeping up with those. Um, probably going to catch up a little bit on some of those. And then... Um, Try to do a little bit of gaming because I didn't do a whole lot last weekend. So that's kind of about it. Oh, I'm probably going to go to the beach, actually, because it's been warm. So, yeah. Warm and windy. All right. Uh, Carlos, what you got? Oh, all right. So uh, I need to get my second shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. Worst comes to worst, I will take another fucking day trip, I guess, to San Diego on the 30th or some shit to go to. But I'm trying to get it more locally because it's... San Diego's not not close to me, um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to get my second dose of the vaccine, um, and then get back to like some normalcy because yeah, it's been pretty insane. So everybody that needs to get, I feel like we need to do an episode or maybe like a fucking short of like why you should get the vaccine. So I feel like there's like too much misinformation out there, on like mm. not getting the vaccine, and people misunderstand. Uh, efficacy rates and all this other shit and people don't seem to understand that nobody's died from the fucking vaccine nobody nobody has been hospitalized or died from COVID-19 after they got the vaccine people want to talk about oh well someone else has gotten COVID after they got the vaccine but they were not hospitalized and they didn't fucking die so I think that's a huge deal that needs to be more elevated rather than these stupid ass narratives of like people that understand science and shit like that but uh we definitely had half a million people die in america from covid and nobody's died from the vaccines any of them nobody's died from them or have been hospitalized after getting any of the vaccines 
So people need to fucking calm the fuck down. If you need um, some confidence on getting the vaccine, I've gotten my first. Prodigy, you've gotten both of them, right, at this point in time? Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. He's black. I'm black. We're fucking good. All right? <laughs> it, we're, we're not yeah. getting fucking syphilis. You know, we're not flying fucking planes. We're fucking fine. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, look up the Tuskegee the, the, the Airmen. Some history for y'all. But, yeah, stop fucking denying science. Um, these vaccines seem to be incredibly effective. There's been no no long-term side effects thus far. If it does happen, you know, obviously, I'll talk about it if it does happen. But so far, the way that I've seen, like, the way it works, if you actually, like, do the fucking research, they seem incredibly safe. So They're I, not I, dick pills. Yeah, They're I, not dick pills. I can't, oh, th- I can't think of, like, in modern medicine... Like a vaccine that has literally killed no one with this many doses. Yeah. So uh, somebody the other day was talking about how like I, I'm like I'm a guinea pig for these vaccines. I'm like motherfucker. There's been twenty thousand other people before me that I've gotten this. None of them have died. None of them have been hospitalized. How am I the guinea pig? I'm like the fuck are you talking about? I, I, actually, the U.S. has hit over a hundred million. There's a hundred million shots in arms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like. Right now, you'll most likely be fine. So in the future, maybe you'll be wrong, but you know, what's the fucking future? I don't fucking know. But right now, we're fine. <laughs> so stop being stop. Get the fucking vaccine. All right. Make sure yeah. that people that all of us can get back to normal life. All of us, not just the people that are getting the vaccine, because I don't want to get the vaccine and then get the virus and then my body naturally fights it off and then I give it to you and you you and yours might fucking die because you decided mm-hmm. that. You wanted to believe somebody that didn't believe in science. So I don't want to accidentally kill somebody because you're fucking dumb. So hmm. that's all I got. Don't be fucking dumb. I yeah. love it. Uh, before you start, Prodigy, we do have a Bees and BTI question. What? Okay. Yeah, this is from, uh, this is on Twitter from XTats. Okay. This is XXTats. Uh, the boy, question is. My boy Mike. Oh, okay. The question is, what do you think about meta gaming and its effect on basically forcing gamer games to be played a certain way or with a particular group makeup slash gear? You guys can take this one. No, I mean, it is, I think, so, XStats Mike, he, um, he games pretty much for a living right now. And so for okay. him... Like doing the metagaming thing would be more um, advantageous, right, for him because people play a certain way, they get certain results. But um, are you having fun? That's where I get to with games. Like, yeah, you can play a game a certain way, but if you're not having fun, then I don't really give a shit. I'm like, yeah, I, I understand that. Like, even like I'll give you the perfect example. When I was playing Overwatch, kind of not a whole lot, but I was playing it like pretty decently. I, I knew that nobody was playing as Zenyatta. All right, nobody was playing as Zenyatta. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't watch fucking videos on how to play the fucking game. I just knew that this dude played like the way that I wanted to play. But after like I started playing him a lot, I saw that like literally zero people when when the game first came out, no professional players were playing as Zenyatta. I don't really give a fuck. I just want to have fun and play the fucking game. So I think that if you want to get in like the meta aspect, but it it's shaping the way that that you would normally play. Then is it is it fun? But at the same time, I'm not getting paid to fucking play games. 
You are. I'm not. So. Yeah. yeah. Zenyatta was like Zangief. Old yeah. school uh, Street Fighter 2. But I got a not bunch of kills. Not there were no Zangief players, but it's like there were few and far between. You fucking know it. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. in arcades. Yep. There was far less people. But once the people that knew how to play them, would Zangief would fuck your world up so fucking hard. I had I had good stats when I was playing as Zenyatta when I was playing Overwatch. So I remember. Yeah, you were you were supporting and killing. All right. Well, uh, did you have anything on that one, Aldinja? No, I'm not. I think he covered it all. Good, good enough. All right. For me, uh, I am desperately still trying to find uh, the Blu-ray. I'll have to uh, look online a little bit more. And the actual release date for this interspecies review is Blu-ray. I got to support. Support the, the the awesomeness of uh, all of that hentai. Um, what, if they have an, what if they have an OnlyFans page? Then oh I'm supporting. I'm dropping dollar bills. I'm slagging <laughs> them out there. But you know what I'm thinking about? There's like there's gonna be some day where like our kids watch this. I'm sure my my <laughs> oldest daughter watches this. And she's just like what? And she looks at up. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, what I'm the, sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man. Listen, oh, I will tell you this. Like uh, my my son. Uh, was like, uh, Dad, what's this redo of Healer? That one's not for you. Even the censored version, that ain't for you, kid. What is what is <laughs> what is La Blue Girl? <laughs> like, why are they tentacles? Where are they going? What, what the fuck is going uh, on here? Now you stick to uh, Digimon. You stick to fucking Pokemon. Don't go in these waters. <laughs> yeah. Dad, why is Bible black? Yeah, yeah. God, oh my God! That every time someone says blah blah, blah I just think back to those those fucking awesome anime hentai fucking panels. Well, I think so you good. know, I think the Blue Girl and like uh, Bible Black, they have like some of the best. Like when you talk about like like Fuda animes, those are some of the best. Oh, yeah, like seriously, some of the best. Yeah, and we, don't forget Wicked City. Come on now. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, spider <laughs> acid acid fucking pussy juice. Like oh. spider- yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my my favorite thing about those, goddamn, I know we're going down memory lane, but like you didn't know what to fucking expect. And even if you got with like an anime fan that was like, hey, we're gonna put on this VHS, you were just like, okay, you know, I've seen fucking Dragon Ball. And then you're like, oh <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. this ain't Dragon Ball. What the fuck's you doing with that spider pussy? God damn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Back oh, in the nineties, like watching anime was like it was like literally getting the VHS this is just porn in general, but it's just like yep. getting like the VHS tapes and the and the magazines like not knowing what the fuck you're gonna see. Never. You, you Never knew. People are so fucking spoiled today. When you go search porn, you you search for what the fuck you want. Back in the day mm-hmm. you just got a magazine where you hoped you got what you wanted. Or or the magazine or VHS tape would shape what you would like as an adult. Yes. So, right. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Hustler Magazine changed more lives than they get credit for. That's why I gave that shout out to Larry Flint and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? RP. Like, he had kidney shots on there, interracial kidney shots on there, man. You know? <laughs> At a time when it was dangerous. Okay. Um, really hyped for uh, uh, Godzilla and King Kong uh, versus King Kong next week. So, I want to get into that, and other than that, man, I got Friday off. I'm going to try to literally go for a fucking nice, long, goddamn walk, and my backyard is coming together. 
uh, we gonna have that uh, that garden party hopefully uh, sometime this oh, summer. And we got we got uh, your same dude coming through to make us a new driveway. Dude, so, he works hard. You, so you know how I know he works hard. When he came through, he asked us like, you know, how soon you want this to do? Well, how soon do you want you know us to do this? And I was just like, whatever your schedule is, just like, like the look at his face of like, just like total at ease. I was like, yeah, yep. like I'm not in a rush, man. Like. I yeah. know, I know you're doing my boys shit. So <laughs> yeah. and uh, the other person that we knows, they're like their shit. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not in a hurry. And like he called the other day and he's like, oh, it's gonna take a little while for your place. So I'm like, it's not a big yeah. deal, man. Like when you get time, like I'm not, I'm not a fucking slave driver, you know. Like you, when you get a chance, when you're done with your other work, then help us out. But I'm not gonna try to force you to like speed up because it's gonna fuck up your work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to fuck up other people's work. So, yeah, I, I don't he, like I, that, I, that that happens here in, in California. The fact that the look in his face when I told him, like, hey, you know, it's okay. Like, if it takes a while, it's fine. And he looks so relieved. And I was just like, are people really like that? Like, get shit done right now during COVID? Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> it's so funny you say that. We, literally, we, me and Mishka told him the same exact thing. We were just like, hey, there's no rush. Yeah. You know, literally, we're here every seven days a week. We're, yeah. we're in this house, either going to school or work or whatever. So, you know, when you find the time, come through, you know. But anyway, I'm really excited about getting that uh, together because I didn't have a backyard for years and years and years. And we just wanted to look nice. So, you guys are getting you know, pavers, really right? appreciative of that. Hmm? You're getting pavers in your backyard? Oh, yeah, yeah. We picked them out. Yeah. But, nice. dude, they're going to they're gonna look fucking nice. So, when old ninja comes through to sing his uncle Ruckus song, <laughs> get that tiny microphone. Take us out, old ninja. <laughs> you just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity, the biggest podcast on the internet. Check us out anywhere and everywhere you can listen to a podcast with. B then BTI, that's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Uh, you can actually email us at B then BTI at gmail.com. Uh, on Amazon, we have an app that lets you go live. And we also have a Discord, even though people are freaking out that Microsoft might buy Discord. <laughs> that shit don't Maybe. matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen because they, they might go public. So we'll see. So, But we're on Discord. So check us out. Uh, you're going to need an invite to be on the Discord server. So email us or uh, at us on Twitter. Uh, check out our official website, binheadproductions.com, forward slash BTI. Uh, and then uh, obviously on Apple Blog Podcast or whatever they call it now, uh, rate us, leave a comment. You know what? Send us some happy fucking Rona stories, like in terms of your time during the pandemic. Man. We all need some uplifting shit. If you got a cool story uh, about like some success, you know what I mean, or some good shit happening to you during recently in the pandemic even if it's just you getting the shot and you being relieved send us that you know what i mean yeah please um, and then send uh you can email us your only fans page we'll forward it over <laughs> to prodigy <laughs> let you know uh just Do no it. scat videos please no scat don't don't restrict me no 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 fuck you talking about that's terrible don't put scats on there he wanted two girls in three cups what do you want to say let him have it.
Oh. God damn it. If they gave me another interspecies reviewer season two, I would definitely see that. You know what I mean? Some demon anyway, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, are we going to end it now? Please. Yes, we are. You disgusting end it. old motherfuckers. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for watching. We're up. Bye.